Hey everybody and welcome to this week's wonderful show. Um, excitement is building because this is the week when we're going to be doing the Cheap Shots Challenge Judging, which is awesome. Uh, and we've got a slightly diminished team this week because Aid's uh, gone on holiday out of pure fear for how things are going to go for him. But that's alright because Rach is still here. Rach, how are you doing? Hi, uh, um, <clears throat> sorry. Hi, Graham. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Um, I uh, I have a beer here to uh, lubricate the uh, the vocal cords, um, and uh, and I'm ready for uh, for a bit of uh, cheap shots challenge judging. It should be great fun. Yeah, all good. It should be great fun because we have got the most iron fisted, the most brutal judge on the entirety <laughs> of the internet to cast his eyes over the photos today. Um, you you if you don't know who this gentleman is, first off. Welcome to the planet. I hope your trip from Mars was a pleasant one. Please uh, do not ask to be taken to your, our leader right now. Um, but for everybody else who does know this gentleman, it is the one and only Mike Padua of Shoot Film Co. And just general all-round awesomeness and internet fame and wonder. Mike, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. It's been uh, it's been over a year, and uh, I think you give me a little too much credit with my reach. But um, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to deny it. But to Mars, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right? Well, you know, I've got a. I've got a big follower base on Mars yeah. too. So I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It would not surprise <laughs> me if you did. I mean, I remember the last time you came on. Um, I think at that point we were completely in awe of your, especially your Instagram following. I don't. Know, I don't even know what your Twitter following was, but you were like, "Oh my God, Mike's got seventeen thousand followers on Instagram." How many followers do you have right now on Instagram, Mike? Let's get an update on this because well, I feel the need for some deep envy. Oh boy, am I? Is this where I'm supposed to say? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't catch up with that. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't I, really follow that stuff. No, but I, I'm just in all seriousness. I'm, I'm just north of, I think, twenty three thousand followers or, or something like that. So, um, you know, I mean, there's there's been there's been some growth there, but there's like, uh, you know, I, people people seem to be jumping off Instagram anyway. I guess that's a different topic altogether, but. Mm. Uh, Oh, well, maybe but, it's all um, come to. But yeah. it's, it's, it's already the hot takes are starting. Um, yeah, hot takes. Hot takes begin now. Hit record. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's especially recording any of this. Damn. Um, so, <laughs> Mike, how's business at Shoot Film Co. going? Um, it's going really well. Um, I've seen I've seen growth over the past uh, year since, since we've talked. You know, like a, any business, there's difficulties. Before we started recording the show, we were – just kind of briefly talking about taxes and with this thing being an actual business, you know, I put business in quotes, but with this thing being a business, there's just like taxes and, you know, my office is this disorganized mess. And, you know, I've got a bunch of new like shirts, a bunch of new pins and all kinds of fun stuff. And there's like, there are so many things in the queue that I want to make and just, mm. you know, cash and time is always, an issue, you, you know, mm. and um, in running a business where there's inventory, I'm I'm now I'm now realizing how hard it is to keep your inventory straight. You know, it's like I always heard that kind of thing, and I always thought like how how hard can that be? And I've now come to realize that it's it's kind of difficult to to keep inventory straight. So 
Do you mean um, too much, not enough, and and trying to balance that and storage? Well, trying and- to trying to balance that, and and you know, like sometimes I'll run out of things quicker than quicker than I anticipated. Not that I anticipate because I'm the worst planner. You know, I don't. <laughs> I I I, I it never. Great. Think, you know, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like I, I never think, you know, this should last me two months. I just order like a couple hundred of something. And then I realize that, you know, somebody will, will ask me, you know, somebody will post a comment on Instagram. Hey, when will you restock of this? And I'll just, I wasn't even aware I was out. You know, that's, (laughs) that's how, that's how difficult that can be because these things are small runs you know it's not it's not like i'm it's not like i'm making thousands upon thousands and they fly out the door you know these things are tiny runs and i've got so many products on the on the the floor the warehouse floor if you will yeah um i suppose the warehouse the warehouse being my hundred square foot office um so yeah, I suppose just in case, it seems unlikely, but I know that we do have a few people listening who are not um, so hot on Instagram and Twitter and you know may not have come across. And also, because it has been so long since you were last, and it's probably worth saying that what you do at Shoot Film Co. is you are a purveyor of the finest of um, pins and badges and patches and stickers and T-shirts. Um, and last year when you were on, um, the new thing that you'd brought to market, which had created quite the buzz, was the um photography notebook what's the official name for it mike because i know it's got a proper name hasn't it photo it's called photo memo all one word yeah all Um, stylized as all one word yeah there you go as they say as they say (laughs) i don't know who says but somebody says so that was out um last year and that was a, a, a big win um and also last year you started um selling other people's zines through your store as well um how's that been going it's been going really well and you know that's 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 been part of the the success of that has been part of the difficulty too, because I want to, I wish I could stock everybody's zine, you know, and, and, and I pay, I pay people for these zines, you know, I, I buy them from them upfront. So I, I, you know, I, I put up that cost up upfront and that's just kind of an issue because I don't always have the cash to stock everything that I want to. So it's always a juggling act of what I have in stock and what I'm running out of. And if something's popular, I try to get more of it just so I can, you know, just so I could keep supporting that artist. So, but that's just been such a, like a big juggling act and also volume too. I don't have the capacity to, to keep a ton of volume in my story. If I, if I could, I would stock, I would stock unlimited copies of everybody's zine. But the reality (laughs) is, you know, I can only stock maybe 10, 15 copies of, of of eight or nine things at a time because that gets really hard to juggle but yeah again I'm not try- I'm not trying to downplay how much I love it because I just love like I s- had said in the previous episode I just love photographs in a in a printed form I think that's the way they should be seen is is in a printed form I think that's the best way to consume them um, and to collect them and um, it's just you know it remains my favorite thing to 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 consume photographs that way. Um, really have you found, have you, sorry, Greg, I was just going to say, have you found that it's been um, like a big difference this year in 2017 to 18 in terms of people um, purchasing, you know, zines and what have you? Because we called it 27 zine uh, originally, and there seemed to be a lot coming to market at that point. Yeah, there are, but you know, there's even more now. I see, uh, you know, I it see I don't have any real data. This seems com- it's completely anecdotal, but it seems like 
more people are trying to print things now. And I get more, I get asked several times a day, like, Hey, how do I make one of these? You know? And, um, and it seems like there's more coming to market. There's more, there are more people trying it. I think there are more people buying them um, because, you know, for people that have not bought zines or photographs in printed form, they're, they're discovering that joy, just like with film, you know, they're, they're discovering that tactile joy of, of looking at a, a photograph on a piece of paper. So it seems to just only be grown. Yeah. The thing, uh, one thing Rachel asked a question I was about to ask, and it's a good job, Rachel. The, the <laughs> Sorry th- about that, Graham. No, 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 it's perfect. We are clearly simpatico. And now we've got rid of aid um, to Italy, where he's having a lovely time. Um, we're clearly just... Is that on where he is? He's in Italy? Yeah, he's buggered off to Italy to sun himself. I don't know if it's sunny in Italy right now. I hope it's snowing. Hey, let's get him on this call just to see if he answers. That would be funny. <laughs> it, it's hard enough getting him to answer when he's supposed to be hosting the show. We haven't got a cat's chance in now. Um, what, what I want to talk about a bit with these zines is, because I, I actually have a, a bit of a problem with zines, not in terms of like, oh, you know, they do my head in, but it's kind of, as there are more and more of them coming out, which is great, but it's like, well, how do I treat these in the long term do i look at them like well you know these are kind of magaziney things so i have them i enjoy them for a bit and then i put them out for the recycling because that doesn't seem like a thing i should be doing because for the part you know they're they're really nicely produced and they're not always you know they're not cheap because they can't be because they've been really nice produced but at the same time they're not quite i mean some of them are you know getting more towards being photo books but they kind of occupy this weird middle zone where like I, I want to get more of them, but also I'm not sure I can fill my house up with the bazillion zines, which is kind of where we're getting to a bit. Um, you know, it's it's great seeing them, but I'm like, I don't wanna I don't wanna throw this away because somebody spent a lot of time on this, but I can't just keep filling my house up with magazines. Uh, have you got any thoughts on this, guys? Well, you you're talking to a pack rat, so <laughs> <laughs> that that answers every. I mean, I'm a, I'm just a collector by nature, and I collect all these things. I have zero intention of throwing any of them away mm. i consider them part of my collection but you know i have i have that same issue as well in in, in that like i i love these things i want to collect them and they take up more and more space so i tend to do i, I tend to be a little bit more selective in in what i keep um but i've talked to a bunch of people with the same issue and a lot of them who are not quite as quite as adamant about hanging hanging on to things as I am, they just, you know, they gift them to friends or they'll mm. just give them away on, on social media and, um, you know, kind of everybody wins that way. But yeah, yeah, a lot of people I know just give them away. I think that's actually, that's definitely the best way, isn't it? Because as you said at the beginning, a lot of these are very limited run things anyway. And so if you've got your enjoyment from it uh, and need to make space for the next scene, then yeah, gift it to somebody else. Um, I think that's a, a really good shout. Oh. <laughs> Avon calling. <laughs> no, it's, that it's somebody it. about a zine, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the that's my coffee machine ghost. No, I'm sorry about that. That's the, <laughs> oh, the coffee that machine. was another. That's another story. Do you want to tell yeah. us a little bit about the coffee machine ghost? <laughs> oh, you know, we, like, we put, let's just leave it. Do there. we? Yeah. Here, do, you'll probably lose some of your subscribership if I tell the story about my ghost. So <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't. Okay, maybe that's an outtake for afterwards. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
<laughs> this Sorry about that. That's, that's the house the... phone. Yeah, here we go. Hit that. Hit that editing suite. Oh yeah, edit, yeah edit this know, out. Everything. Whenever I'm in charge, is always edited towards an, to an inch of its life. I definitely <laughs> won't just leave all the nonsense in. Um. So, Mike, what we wanted to do, actually, before we move on from this, you've you've got some cool new pins out just in the last couple of weeks. I loved, and now I'm going to say it was a lovely cup of tea um, and some film. Um, you're probably going to claim it's coffee, but you're you're wrong. Um, but you, you're still making some awesome pins. Are you still doing all the designs yourself for this stuff? Yeah, yeah, I am. All the designs are still me. I've I had kind of had a run of of inspiration there. I've got um, the 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 one that you're talking about with the cup of tea and you are, you are correct in that I am wrong. It is a cup of tea. Um, <laughs> but it, it, the, the pin, the pin that he's talking about is it, it's just, it's just a little scene of, of a camera, a few rolls of film and a cup of a, a hot beverage of your choice. It can be coffee. It can be tea, hot chocolate. but uh, you know, I just kind of inspired that. That's like, that's my everyday morning scene. And I, that I see, and I just thought like, you know, that's, that's extra geeky. Let's, let's make that. And you know, that's always that, like I've said before, that's kind of always my, my guiding light is if, if I think it's kind of funny, I will, I will make it. So <laughs> that's the, that's the high bar I set, but yeah, I'm still doing all those designs <laughs> myself. I'm still doing those designs and I've got more in the queue that I, that I need to make. So uh, have we got any exclusives? What can we expect to see coming out from Shoot Film Co? Is there anything that we can be looking forward to? In the summer catalog. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right, the uh, the summer catalog. Um, one of my favorite ones. See, I feel like I'm getting just geekier and nerdier and more esoteric <laughs> than ever. But I, I've, um, uh, you guys are familiar with the term mega pickles. It's, people <laughs> tend to say that when people tend to say that when they're making fun of digital cameras and megapixel counts and i have but, never uh, come across this term this is hilarious you, i love it i also yeah, I love mega, gherkins anyway so you know i'm, I'm well up for that <laughs> so so i've created a i've created a, a video game character i don't know if you guys play video games but there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a character there's a character called mega man from mm-hmm. like the the 80s yep. the nintendo yep. entertainment but it's instead of and he's got a one of his arms is a is a laser cannon thing Oh, but uh, it's it's instead of a laser cannon, his yeah. arm is a pickle. So his <laughs> I name said is, so. This is going, yeah. <laughs> so his name is Mega Pickle. So that's going to be coming out. I actually shared the design a few weeks ago on my Instagram uh, stories, and of course, just people people loved it. I always think that I just get too weird and too esoteric with mm-hmm. these things, and and I just realized that you know my 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 follower base is every bit as weird. <laughs> and into era, esoteric stuff is me. So people, people, you know, I just get surprised when I when I share something and people say, "Oh my gosh, I love it." You know, I just thought like that's just going to be way too strange for anybody except for me. So yeah, uh, it's a good thing. I don't think there's any lack of people out there looking for the weird and unusual, and it's great that you're there filling this niche. So listen, that's right. Yeah, it, it's been over a year since you've been on, and. It was kind of a mad year last year. We, you know, a lot went on in the analog photography world. And to sort of limber you up, warm you up for your judging later, what we want is some hot takes on what's going on and what has been going on. And it seems like a a bummer slash great place to start this off is um, the, I don't know whether you'd call it a leak, but the 
news that seems to be sneaking out from, I think it was uh, China or Japan, I can't remember, but anyway, that it looks as though the Acros um, 100 is having the plug mm-hmm. pulled on it in the near future. Um Carrying on Fujifilm's fine tradition of uh, moonwalking its way out of the film market. Um, <laughs> moonwalking. <laughs> you make it sound so cool. I'm picturing them doing it just like the tip of the hat like MJ did. You know, <laughs> Bye, everybody. Um, so, but on the flip side, uh, in the last week, um, we were talking last week about the fact that um, Double Film um, has announced two new flavours of film. So stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. First off, hot take on the loss of Fuji Acros 100. Mike, uh, is this a film that you use? Is it a film you love? You know what? I've, I have – I was gifted a handful of rolls. I shot one roll, uh, and this was a few months ago. I'd never shot it previously, and it was absolutely beautiful. I, I loved it. So, um, so it is a it, it's a beautiful film. I, you know, all the all the descriptions you've heard apply. Just what, what smooth, buttery, and you never you never quite know what to make of those things until you see your own photographs on that emulsion. Um, and you could look up all the samples you want of other people, but it's just kind of a different thing when you see the photographs that you took and the scene that you saw on that emulsion. And it is a it is a gorgeous film. So. I was kind of sad to hear that Fujifilm will likely be discontinuing that, but it's always, it's like, it's like get, trying to get back together with somebody who keeps breaking up with you. You know, it's kind of, you know, when I heard the news, I was not all that, I was not surprised, if you will. Yeah. You, you know, I was, I was saddened to hear it, um, but I wasn't surprised in the least. Mm. And, you know, I, I've kind of gone through my period of, being angry at Fujifilm, but I also know, you know, they're a business. They have, they have cosmetics and digital cameras to make. So all the, all, all the best of luck to them with, with that, you know, but yeah, it's unrequited just, love. Oh, right. Painful. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> just, you, if you love something, let it go, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, what about, um, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think we're all kind of on all in the same wavelength here, you know, we, we've made peace with the fact that this stuff is all going to go, and I, and the reality is, I've I've shot some Acros 100, and you're absolutely right. It is a beautiful film, and when I've looked at it, I've gone, oh, that's really nice. But I've never shot very much of it, and so have you uh, have you used it quite a bit with like your pinhole um, stuff, Graham? You know, because of the resp- uh, rep- Oh God, I can't say it. <laughs> Uh, you can say it for me no i can't i can't do it i've had too many beers sorry um reciprocity Reciprocity Reciprocity. there we go i did it yes (laughs) i don't even know what that means i just know the term and i've seen it and i I have zero idea what that term means well go on um, graham well any any listeners who want to know what, what reciprocity failure is if you go back to episode it was one of the super early ones it might have been episode two or three uh, I want to hear me <laughs> really butcher a description of what reciprocity failure is um, that's all there and ready and waiting um, but that was the episode that I that was the episode where I unsubscribed to you guys <laughs> and have never resubscribed <laughs> <laughs> Abe does actually cover it as well in one of the other episodes, just so you know. Yeah, but, uh, um, but yeah, th- this is the thing that is going to be a real loss with the Acros 100 because um, because it doesn't 
suffer from reciprocity failure until you get up over a minute long exposure so uh, very quickly what reciprocity failure means most films suffer from some degree or other of reciprocity failure and the way that that works is that when exposures get beyond sort of one second in length then you have to add on a bit of extra time for reasons which we won't go into but so it it makes the shutter um the exposure times longer and longer exponentially far more so so having a film that didn't suffer from reciprocity failure was a real boon um especially for things like pinhole and nighttime works it made it much easier to work out exposure times and also it kept those exposure times down so yeah i think that is going to be the big the big community missing out there but there's been a lot of nice new films. So, I mean, we mentioned the double. Out of the stuff that came out in the last um, 12 months, Mike, so we've had the new stuff from Berger. We've had the P30 from Ferrania. We've had uh, the new stuff from Silbera. Have you had a chance to get your grubby mitts on any of this stuff? No, no, <laughs> and no. Oh, about Cosmo I'm, Photo? Uh, uh, Cosmo Photo, I've, I've shot that. I've, I, there we I, go. Bought, um, I bought 10 rolls of, um, of that right at the outset. Um, mm-hmm. And I've shot, uh, I've shot four or five rolls. I love the stuff. It, it looks, it looks terrific. Um, and I just, um, you know, with the other stuff, I, I don't have a real excuse. The, uh, the Ferrania P30, mm-hmm. I was a little late. I, I think they were out by, by the time I tried to order some, I think they had, they had run out of their first batch. And, um, you know, I was literally going onto their website cause I was like, Hey, I'm going to order some of that. And I think the stuff was gone. And I just haven't tried. I just haven't tried since. So, um, so I really need to get my hands on some of that. The uh, the the burger or berger, as you say. <laughs> I've got I've got a bunch of rolls of that. I've got four rolls of in thirty five millimeter, and I need. I have not shot that yet. And the Silbera, I don't. I haven't gotten my hands on that stuff. I supported their their Indiegogo campaign. Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to send that out at some point. I don't know what their schedule is, um, I so I don't. But I don't even have any of that stuff yet. I know they sent some of it out. So I think the stuff that they because there was two. I don't know what stuff you backed on there, Mike. But I know that there was some stuff that essentially they already had that was ready to go, and there was some stuff which was the stuff that is their new emotions that they're working on, um, and the stuff that they had ready to go that just needed rolling and packaging and stuff like that that mostly seems to have gone out i know that i certainly received mine um you received yours didn't you rach of of which sorry oh, of sorry. the um, yeah, p30 better. no that's all right yes um uh yes yes it good, is. Yeah. good you're glad you're paying attention there rach <laughs> put your beer down what? um <laughs> no no i am here uh, sorry the conversation had gone off i wasn't yeah i wasn't sure which which particular <laughs> brand we were talking about at that point <laughs> Um, so yeah, that that might be why you haven't got yours yet. Might it's possible anyway. I don't know, or it could just be they're doing stuff in batches. Um, I've got. I, I think my roller Subaru is actually in a camera at the moment, so I haven't seen what the results of that like. Um, the the burger stuff actually, I was looking at some pictures of that on probably Emulsive um, recently. That looks like it's a really nice film. I I really want to get hold of some of that and give it a go because that mm. does look. I really like the tones of that. Um, and the P30, I have now got a roll of P30 set here, and I've got a roll to give to you or post to you at some point as well, Rach, that I scrounged off a... Oh, thank you. That that Sorry, that was where my confusion came in, because I thought we were talking about that, and I knew that when we met at the photography show, you said, oh, I've got a, a roll that I can send you, because Aid ended up with, like, five random uh, surprise rolls, didn't he, I think, in the end, but... Yeah. Um, 
don't think it was he's quite finished. that many, but he, he ended up with a couple, and, <laughs> and their aide's never going to shoot it. So he's like, do you want this one? <laughs> yes, yes, we'll take it. So we, we did with that out between Thank us. Thank you very much. That's um, lovely. I thing- actually got the um, some of the uh, the P30, I'm, I'm remembering now, Sandeep, um, on Twitter, he 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 sent me a roll of the burger and the P30, so it's sitting oh, on nice. my desk right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, the thing is, I was just so distracted by the um, the custard creams he sent me. <laughs> um, is that what they're called? Yeah, um, that's right. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was just it was just an amazing gift of film and those cookies and the 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 the, uh, the custard creams just really took up all of my brain space. They I think, Graham, good. you've been sending some biscuits recently, haven't you? But no Tunnock's tea cakes because they get squished quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yes. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that more when the um, the item in question <laughs> turns up here, which is going on an incredible worldwide journey at the moment. It, 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 there's a parcel being sent to me from a very kind gentleman, which I said we'll talk about when it gets here. Um, and it went from the States to London, which is quite close to me, an hour down the road, to Moscow, which is slightly further what? away. Now apparently it's back in London. Um, it's taking its sweet time to get here. Um, but anyway, by recompense for at the exchange for the thing that I'm getting, I sent a parcel of biscuits back across. So um, there are some custard creams winging their way across the Atlantic Ocean right now. Um, Last uh, I checked, they were in Moscow. <laughs> nothing yeah. would surprise me. I think everything's just going through Moscow now. Um, so yeah, this despite Acros going there are, there are lots of nice new films coming out last year um what other hot takes can we get okay so today as we're recording this it's april the 2nd which makes yesterday april the 1st or april fools day everyone's favorite and most hilarious day um did you see that emulsive uh announced that they were um going for a change of direction uh and they were now going to be emulsive <laughs> did you guys see that I sure did. You know, of all the of all the flightless birds you could have picked, <laughs> it's just I love it's you. Just ridiculous, <laughs> M. If M, if you're listening to this, I mean, I'm so I'm so disappointed in you. It's not even as big as the the ostrich. You know, <laughs> I mean, the the their 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 colors are not as rich as the flamingo, and it's just. It's just such a terrible choice. I don't know where that guy's head is at. Can, can I just clarify? Do you think a flamingo is a flightless bird? Because I think I was you might say, be quite mistaken. <laughs> well, I was just talking about birds in general. Okay. Well, here's okay. here's the thing. I'm talking about the American flamingo. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the American flamingo is completely flightless. They don't even have wings. Uh, you learn something uh, is it like new. our hen? Yeah. It's like our head, yeah. Our hens also don't have wings. Thank you for clarifying that. Welcome to Science Today, the ornithology. <laughs> um, I think the thing that annoyed me most was that he went with Emu Ulsive when Emu's Live was just sitting right there waiting to be covered uh, up. But um, did either of you guys see any particularly good uh, April Fool's Day stuff? I didn't see anything much this year, which was nice. <laughs> I must admit it all. You know, it I was, was too busy. It was yesterday was Easter. Yesterday was Easter, so I was busy uh, smoking some hams, <laughs> which is another flightless bird, um, <laughs> and and hiding eggs from my kids. So I was really busy. I I missed out on pretty much everything. 
Yeah, I was busy hiding eggs from my kids too, and I did a really good job. So I still got a nice pile of chocolate left to eat in my house. <laughs> they were. <laughs> yeah, the, the better you hide the chocolate from the kids, the more that you have to eat. Is that right? Yeah. I think the uh, the best place that my mum found me for um, uh, hiding Easter eggs when I was a kid was in the washing machine. <laughs> because i didn't go in there that was good i enjoyed that (laughs) the uh april fool's day um joke it wasn't exactly april fool's day but uh, there was uh one that i came across on instagram called april fails day um which i really like the idea of they um they basically said okay for april fails day um paste uh, paste post up some um some shots of your failed like polaroid instant shot instant photos and what have you and um uh so there were a good few uh fun ones um one particularly that had um somebody in like bunny ears but the only part of the photo that had had, like actually appeared was just this tiny little person in the bunny ears and everything else was completely black which i liked um and they had um various different quotes over over um the sort of like days leading up to it which were all about you know how um sharpness is a bourgeois concept and um bourgeois concept um and uh, the obstacles are all part of the journey etc that kind of thing so it's really nice because actually it was talking about how our failures are sometimes good fun so uh, april fails day was uh, was a nice one uh, like i say first time that they'd done that I think on instagram this year so uh, maybe there'll be more happening with that next year that's very good is that an is that an account on Instagram or is that a hashtag it's, to yes, follow? I believe or? it's I believe it's both actually. Yes. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, April fails it, day. I like it. Yeah. It actually led led me on to um you know when you go down that that rabbit hole that Easter bunny hole <laughs> perhaps <laughs> um led me on to finding an a like a Guardian article from um one of the people who they'd featured as one of the quotes and then that led me on to a new female um Polaroid artist who I came across uh, somebody called Andrea um corona jenkins i don't know if you'll have come across her mike uh she's at everyday instant on instagram so uh worth checking out definitely like her work yeah i will definitely go it's it's at everyday instant yes that's right okay yeah i'll mm-hmm. definitely check that out well so, yeah, sorry tangent there <laughs> <laughs> well we all managed to make it sound like through easter and the gross gluttony of chocolate that is easter and through april fails and fool's day um fairly unscathed i think I think we probably put it off as lo- for as long as we need to. I think we should take a quick break now. And when we come back, we will move on to Cheap Shots Challenge. Um, it's the thing everybody is surely waiting with bated breath for. We've had a fantastic response, uh, despite the fact that this was a really, really tough challenge, I think. Um, but it's mm. been our best response yet. So we will take a quick break and then we will be back for Mike to judge and cast his extremely critical um, but knowledgeable eye over the entries of both you wonderful listeners and us less <laughs> wonderful hosts. <laughs> Back in a second. <laughs> We're back with a wonderful selection of pictures. Now, I thought this was a really hard challenge this month. Um, I think you did too, didn't you, Rach? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Um, we'll get to that point. <laughs> anyway, will. we'll get to that conversation. But uh, whew, this was um, not a fun theme topic for me anyway definitely and I, I kind of thought mm, this might be quite tough because especially as we set this one 
or you set this one. You you see, it's all your fault, Graham. You picked it, didn't you? You picked this one. Um, And uh, it was, well, how are we going to shoot sport or stroke activity in February, March time? You know, it's in in Britain. It's not the best conditions for it necessarily. No, not really. Not really. Uh, Never mind. Nothing. Never mind, eh? The the word challenge is right there in the title. So what we will do, we'll have a quick (laughs) recap, just in case anybody here wasn't listening back in February when we kicked this one off or who hasn't heard a Cheap Shot Challenge episode before. So the Cheap Shot Challenge is something we've been doing for quite some time now. The basic idea behind it is you go out, you find a camera for... £20 or $20 or less and you know, ideally you want to kind of get the camera and a roll of film for that and then that's your cheap shot camera which you will love and cherish and care for forever and that will see you through all the different challenges um, and we pick a new challenge every now and again um, with almost no regularity whatsoever um, and we've done macro and we've done portraits and we've done wildlife and we did something else which I can never remember. Street photography, that was it. That was the first one. Um, and the one this time around was sports, which we broadened to sports and activities because sports is really hard because a lot of us have nothing whatsoever to do with sports. So then all you have to do is, is go <laughs> this out. Is so with, true. <laughs> go out um. with your beloved Cheap Shots camera and take some pictures. Um, we asked everybody to email in their favourite two. Um, and despite the fact that it's a tricky subject and despite the fact that we also said, please email them and put some hurdles in, we've had a great response. I think we've got more entries for this than any previous one. So thank you so much to everybody. Um Mike, are you ready to cast your appraising eye over what is in front of you? Yeah, this this hammer's coming down. I'm ready. <laughs> it's coming down hard. So we're going to go through all the, the um, listener-submitted ones first, and then um, we'll leave the worst till last, which is the host's efforts. <laughs> um, so first up, we have got pictures from Andrew Slorak, who we met recently, didn't we, Rach? We did. He's a lovely chap. We uh, we met Andrew at the photography show. Um, he is even taller than you, Graham, which was uh, which was an interesting um, uh, proposition for you. I suspect normally you you'd be looking down on everybody else, and uh, and then uh, we met Andrew. So um, he was really nice. He brought I think maybe three or four different cameras with him. Um, there was a, it seemed to be a good selection on the table in front of him, and, uh, and yeah, uh, Andrew was really nice. <laughs> yeah. So um, Andrew was shooting. So he got, emails came in with all these. So I'll, I'll, a lot of people have let us know what they're shooting. So um, Andrew writes in, hello, sunbeams. His pictures are jogging along the river and a kegeln, which is German skittles, which I think is the first picture we're going to look at. Shot with a Pentax K1000, the classic workhorse ah, camera, everyone's favorite. On Kentmere 400, a good cheap film. So we definitely approve of that. And a Pentax 50mm F2. First time developing black and white. Uh, good for you, Andrew. Went all right. However, film jammed halfway onto the reel three times. So film no. wound up with a few creases and quite a few scratches. I mean, we've all been there, haven't we? We've oh, all yeah. been there. Okay, so uh, let's look at um, these pictures. So the first one up is the Kegeln. Kegeln? I don't know. Kegeln. I don't know how you say that word um, in German. Um, Mike, take it away. Is that German for bowling? Is that what's happening here? Yeah, Skittles, yeah. It looks like bowling. Mm. Wait, what do you call it? Uh, s- Skittles. Skittles. <laughs> I did not know that. I had what no do you idea. call it? it? Bowling. 
Oh, right. Well, yeah. Um, well, you bowl. It's called bowling here as well, but the things that you knock down are skittles here. Or pins. But oh. I guess they're called pins. Right. Yeah, we call we call them we call them pins. Yeah. There's also um, different like pub skittles where it's sort of like on a table and you have a smaller um, bo- uh, ball, or you have a pole that has a ball attached to it that you then sort of like throw from that uh, from that point on the on the pole. I had no idea. I thought Skittles were a delicious fruit flavored candy, but uh, there's also anyway. <laughs> Rainbow flavors. Flavors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, anyway, the thing I like about this one is the the perspective, the deep perspective, those poles mm. kind of – or those – what are – not poles. Stanchions. Beam, yeah, yeah, beam stanchions. Um, I like that they lead into that. I think the composition is good. The I thought that the whole thing was out of focus, but I guess he's just shooting at a really, really wide aperture because it looks like his hair is in focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everything after that is is out of focus. But kind of at first glance, I thought that everything was out of focus. So um, that was kind of that kind of, I guess, distracted my eye at first. But yeah, good effort. I have to say, I, I mean, I what I really like about this um, because it's on the, um, the 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 bowling skittles alley, so it's a very reflective surface because it's all wax. So as you said, down the right hand side, you've got these, and we will share these pictures. Um, don't ask me further questions at this point, but we will share these pictures somewhere. <laughs> um, in some way. Yeah, don't worry. Um, Hey folks, it's me, but from the future. If you want to follow along with today's show, you will find the link to all the pictures in the show notes with this episode and also on our Instagram profile and on Twitter and Facebook too. We'll share it in all those places. Okay, on with the show. The the um the white um pillars that are sort of running down the side are reflected in that thing, and I really like that. And as you said, um although because He's shooting indoors with an F2 lens, so it's obviously as wide open as it can be because, um, you know, you need all the speed he can get. And that bit of motion blur in the um, bowling arm there. But actually, the rest of the bowler is in quite nice and sharp. And I have mm. to say, also, having never shot um, Kentmere before, I'm liking the tones, but, you know, it's nice and contrasty, again, especially on the bowler. So that's, yeah, I like that. Awesome. Yeah, it looks um, it, the reflective surface of the bowling alley itself is is really cool. It looks like almost a um, like a deep pool, like swimming pool or something, rather than a, a bowling alley. It could be could be that too. It's very cool. I like yeah. that a lot. Okay, the next one from Andrew. This is the joggers running alongside the river. You know, I really like. Oh this yeah, one. I I thought that uh, you know with the I thought that maybe it wasn't in theme yet, but I zoomed in and I see those joggers there, and I kind of like having to. I kind of like having to work for a shot. So you kind of zoom in and see that there's there's a group of joggers and there's a guy, you know, kind of in the corner there. I don't know what he's doing, but I like somebody walking the their shot. dog, isn't there, as well? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah he's either a... walking his dog or, or he's yeah. getting his radio-controlled boat ready for launch or something. Oh, like oh that. that's the but... – I thought it was somebody fishing. Yeah, no, there's <laughs> I somebody I don't the, know. Uh, at the right-hand side as well walking yeah. the dog. Yeah. Yeah. But for, I mean, for having this being the first role of black and white film he's ever developed it, that looks great. It's well exposed. I like the, I like the composition. I like the, the, um, reflections in the water and just, uh, just, yeah, I like it. Nice symmetry to it. Which of those two did you prefer, Mike? Which was your favorite out of the ones two that Andrew? The, the trees, definitely. Yeah. Cool. 
cool. Okay, next shot is from our good friend Angela Solis. Angela writes in, Hello, Beam Beams. I admit this <laughs> version of the CSC version <laughs> was a bit difficult that A, it was winter, B, I live in Canada, and C, I don't really <laughs> like winter sports. So I did my best <laughs> looking for some form of physical activity on my recent trip to Asia. I ended up bringing four cameras for that trip. Commitment. Photos are some road workers doing some road worker things and a group group of tourists enduring a narrow, slippery hike at a small mining town. Shot using my Cheap Shots Challenge camera, which is a Pentax SPO 120SW and some expired Arista Premium 400. So that's, a, that's a good Cheap Shot setup. I very much approve of that. Because the thing mm-hmm. is, sometimes people can be super lucky and pick up a really good camera cheap. But... In our heart of hearts, we all know what the soul of a cheap shot camera is, and, and it's <laughs> tiny. Um, okay, so um, what do you think of these, Mike? Um, I will say right off the bat, the I like the one, the the, the one where the are, are those stairs? People are walking mm-hmm. upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Kind of that hike. I I love that shot. Um, just great symmetry, great perspective, wonderful composition. The tones are. Are terrific. The um the road workers one. That's that's an okay shot. I mean, it's kind of just a, a snapshot. But you know, I only say that because I love the other shot. I mean, it's really wide. I don't know that camera. Is it a zoom that she's shooting with? Yes, that SBO thing. Yeah. So it looks like she's at the wide end there, and I just love that that perspective and that you can kind of still see some great detail on the people that are right in front of her. That's a spectacular shot. I really love that. Yeah, it looks like. If if I recall correctly, I think she's, I think she owns a pack on, and if she does, she probably scanned this on a pack on, and it has like a warm tint mm. that distracts me a little bit, um, because if you don't if you don't take out that tint of the pack on, it defaults to like this warm tint thing that that distracts me a little bit. So um, I quite like but that. I quite like the warm. Do you? Yeah, yeah, it works for me. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. New, like I like the the black and white to be to be neutral. I just okay. otherwise it, it mm-hmm. just kind of looks um it looks distracting to me but that's a spectacular shot i love that shot what do you think rage oh i love it it's all the detail yeah yeah definitely definitely that one i i I like the quirkiness like the fun of the of the uh, road working one you know because they've got the pair of boots and the and the um, dummy head with the hat on (laughs) with the helmet on yeah I have to yeah, say. which I thought was really cool and really funny. But yeah, the the other one is is the one for me, especially because um, uh, th- this reminds me a lot of Shanghai. You know, when I went to Shanghai and just sort of like those sort of like narrow streets with the um, uh, with the with the rooftops and sort of how how they're kind of uh, angled in, but they're not crossing over each other, so you can still see the sky through them as well, which is really nice. Um, and all the lanterns sort of like. Um, lining the streets as well it's lovely yeah Yeah. actually i'm really impressed because the um the the pentax sbo 120 you know it's a it's a zoom point and shoot so it's one of the unloved point and shoots it is a good cheap but you know that that's pretty good and sharp actually just done a nice job with that hasn't it it's (laughs) it's exposed it well and it's um yeah it's, it's handled it nicely cool right it's not one I know, so uh, yeah. I mean, a, I suppose that's the other thing about the the K one thousand is that's like that's a good camera, you know, the one that Andrew was obviously mm. using. Um, it's a good 
and it is you know like you said before very well loved it's the uh, sort of one that a lot of people have as their entry level into it into photography um but it is still a decent slr you know so mm. um so this has been really cool as well seeing what angela's got from the point and shoot like i say i don't i don't have one and i haven't seen one of these um it's but it sounds to me like <laughs> yeah so it's been really well hasn't it for that yeah in that case yeah okay next up we have got a couple of shots from bill layman uh Yay. these are very sporty shots these are definitely the sportiest <laughs> ones so far um what do you think of these ones mike actually let me, actually before you sorry before you, let me read bill's email so we know what we're dealing with here um because i remember now that bill had a bit of a struggle with this one um hey there sunbeams this month's challenge was absolutely bonkers i had never tried to shoot sports <laughs> with a rangefinder, and god willing i will never try it again either anyhow <laughs> these are about as good as it gets the first photo is of my daughter's cheer squad doing a stunt during players introductions it's a dad shot, but hey, it's in focus and almost properly exposed. The second one is of our players at the free throw line with the opposition boxing out, which none of those words mean anything to me, but American sports. I actually like this one as an action shot. I just wish the shutter speed was a little faster. These are both from my second role. The first role was using Fuji Superior 400 and, well... My grandfather, my, my sorry, my granddaughter in the stands was really cute, and and also the only shots that weren't super dark in the cavern we call the gym. These are on Superior 800 in the Electro 35 with wide open aperture, and I don't think they're too bad. So shooting sports with an Electro 35 rangefinder, high level of difficulty right out of the gate there. I love that camera. That's a that's a great camera. Mm. Uh, that was my first. That was my first rangefinder. But that's another story. Um, you know, Bill, uh, you should try to get a little closer. You, you know, I, I, that might be an impossibility. Okay. Here's what I'll say. If you can get closer and get a, a more, what's the word, a, a, a more unique vantage point. Like if you were to be able to like get behind the basket or something and take like a shot of somebody trying to dunk or somebody you know something because otherwise it looks like you're just kind of you you're sitting in the stand and you just take a shot from sitting in the stand um you know same goes for like that one of of the, your daughter with the chair like if you got like really close and lower and there was a a more dramatic perspective to that shot because i think the that electro has if i recall like a 32 or maybe like a 40. I think it's a 40 millimeter lens. Mm. But if you were kind of get, get close, a little lower, a little closer, you'd have like much more, um, you'd have much more dramatic shots. Um, and just, you, you, you know, um, if you don't, you're just kind of getting the same shot that everybody else is. It's the uh, shot from you sitting in the stand. And I know sometimes like if you're not an official photographer, it's kind of difficult to, to get around and move around. But if you just kind of, Take a stroll to another spot um, and just kind of pre-plan the shot that you're going to get and grab your shot and move. And most people won't question you as a photographer. They'll just think like, oh, that guy's taking a picture. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so you, maybe you can't lurk there for that long. So you really have to think about that shot that you want. But um, yeah, if, I mean, if you just kind of try to work on a different vantage point where there are there usually isn't anybody standing like behind the net you know behind that basket then you might get a little something more unique 
I'd say I do. I really like the second shot. Uh, this uh, probably mm. because, in some ways, of the limitations. Um, I mean, and yeah, obviously, this is from the perspective of somebody who doesn't see pictures of baseball being played. Baseball? Oh boy! Even I know that's oh, not dear. baseball. <laughs> Basketball <laughs> being played. Um, flamingo ball. It's flamingo ball. ball. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, they're playing, <laughs> is that a flightless flamingo I see in the air there? Um, yeah, it's definitely a flightless. <laughs> so, what I love about this picture is there's a, there's just so much energy in it because you know that. Even with the 800 ISO film, the shutter speed couldn't be that high. And I think the electro tops, tops out at five hundredths of a second anyway. And I'm sure this wasn't yeah. that. So there's good motion blur. And, and I just, you can see the jostling of the players on the pitch. Um, and I yet, really like that. That's, yeah. that's what makes it for me, to be honest, because he was saying, oh, the shutter speed, you know, could have done with it being a bit higher. I was like, well, actually, then it would just look like they were all just stood still. Yeah. So. What's nice about that is that you get that motion, I think. Yeah, and, and I love – because, I mean, I, I completely agree with you, Mike, about what you're saying about trying to get into the best position to, to get more interesting shots. And, I mean, I, I've never been to one of these events. I guess it's it's difficult if you're in the stands. But the one good thing about the vantage point that um, Bill was in is that, you know, he's he's got the scene in there, not just the people shooting – and the basket, but also the scoreboard in the back corner as well, as so you kind of see what's going on, and it kind of it tells a bit of a story of the tension of the match and stuff. And um, yeah, like, I mean, the other pictures. Yeah, nice he got. He, yeah, he he got a great uh, peak moment. He got a terrific peak mm. moment. <laughs> and and it's also a good spot. The ball we could we could clone the ball out of that picture and get people to mark on it where they think the ball is. I always love a good spot. The ball. Um, <laughs> and and the picture. Is that- <laughs> Sorry, and, and the picture of um, the um, cheerleading is, is a nice picture, but I think that one does suffer a bit from the fact that he couldn't get into a better position to take it. Because um, yeah, there's just there's a lot of the frame with nothing much in it on that one. Um, but it's it's difficult when you're working with a fixed focus camera and with a fairly you know a, a lens on the wider side of normal as well. So. Um, yeah, that's a tough. That's that's definitely a tough choice for camera. Like with forty, it's. It's normal-ish. It's wide-ish. It's maybe a little too long for, or, you know, for something where you can get really wide and, and close. So that's that's definitely a challenge. Yeah. Okay. So the next one's quite a different set of sports here. Um, we're looking at the pictures now from Chris Johnson. So Chris writes in, "Hi Sunbeams. I've been meaning to email you for a while, but somehow never got around to it." I started listening around show 58 and have now gone back to the beginning. I'm currently at show yeah. 39. I mean, goodness only knows how far I still. Oh, this is perfect. Love the shows with Tina Rowe and Mike Padua. There you go, Mike. Aww. Fan mail <laughs> within this. Not even planned. Um, uh, da, 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 da. um, Oh, I'll read through this. On show 33, which I can't even remember what year that was in, you mentioned the problem with the consistency of metering on your Bronicas. I've got the older model, an ETRS, but with the same prism, the AE2. Mine often reads off the scale, but I seem to have traced the problem to the auto-manual selector switch. If I wiggle it a bit between the histogram function as a light meter... Sorry, if I wiggle it a bit between... There. Anyway, seems like it's a dodgy connection. Um... Uh, and he uses the, oh gotcha he uses the histogram on his um, in, uh, digital as a light it's because <laughs> oh oh my goodness okay actually I'm not going to read all this email because um, unfortunately right, here's a pro tip for next time <laughs> when you send pictures please make sure they're not too big otherwise when you try and look at them they're like five miles across <laughs> my things I can't read the email <laughs> um, so I'm going to try and read the word anyway on to the real reason for the email the cheap shots challenge 
as most people are finding. Um, sub-20 cameras are not great at sports photography. <laughs> True that. In my case, my autofocus point-and-shoot, a Ricoh AF5, was really struggling to keep up with moving subjects, and no control of shutter speed uh, or aperture made the results a bit unpredictable. I used some HP5 film that everyone raves about. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not sure the reputation is deserved. I love the slower films, but the 400 speed grain is crazy on 35mm. Uh, I suppose that developing in Rodinal and pushing it to a IE1000, uh, inexplicably the AF5 has options of 25, 50, 100, 200, 400 and 1000 ISO. That is a bit of a random one, 1000. Mm. Didn't help yeah. either. I should probably have used microphone. Oh, well, next time, Gadget, next time. Um, so the first one is from a boxing uh, event going on, and the second is from uh, Walk Up Pen Avan and its neighbour, Crubbin in South Wales. That's some good Welsh pronunciation. Um, so, Mike, what do you think of these on the little Rico uh, point-and-shoot? You know, the, the boxing one, I think the... Um... I think the composition is a, is a tad off. Like if the frame was more, if the frame was more oriented toward the right so that the boxer on the right is not so close to the edge of the frame, that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of my own, that's kind of the only oddity to it. Plus also, I think, is that like maybe in the right hand corner? Is that a light leak or is that like his mm -hmm. finger in the way? I don't know why that that's kind of distracting. But um, but otherwise, it's a it's a great moment. It's he got he got a terrific moment. The you know, there's motion blur. So his you know, the shutter is a little slow, but the the boxers headgear on the right is sharp. So, you know, he he nailed that focus, um, you know, with these point and shoots, it's kind of key to to, to pre focus, you know, and if if they kind of get out of that spot where you know your focus is going to be you're going to have to pre-focus again so that's definitely a challenge and also all point shoots are going to have a little bit of shutter lag but mm. you know he nailed he nailed a pretty good moment it's a great picture of somebody getting punched in the face <laughs> yeah 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 and he it looks like he's just he's just you know skillfully ducking that shot or or kind of you know he's missing that shot and and uh but terrific moment yeah uh, and the next one, quite a different scene, <laughs> quite a lot more pastoral. Yeah, you know what? That shot is terrific. I love, I love um, big, wide open spaces with people for, uh, with people as reference. So you know, I don't know, I don't know if he mentioned where that is, but you know, that's just a huge open space. I see like a mountain range in the background, and it's just kind of some mystery to it and it's just i think that's just a, a beautiful you know pretty classic landscape shot with some people people in it for for size reference and it's beautiful yeah it's it and down in south wales penavan i think he said it was yeah it's, it's some people um up walking uh well taking pictures of somebody walking their dog up on there and yeah as you said it's just it's a nice landscape looks as though it was they all look very very wrapped up from the cold and the rain don't they yeah, 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 and you can you can just feel that cold. You know, you can. I, I don't know if it was windy, but it sure feels like it was windy. You know, I just can almost hear that wind. Yeah, it's great. Okay, on to the next one. Now, the next one is from. <laughs> I mean, it would not be a cheap shot challenge without 
some pictures from Dave. Um, and I had to nag him at the last to make sure they turned here. But uh, Dave is here. And because it's Dave, a friend of the show, dear friend of the show, these are, of course, double exposure pictures. Um, uh, and I can tell you because, uh, <laughs> funnily enough, I know a bit about these pictures owing to me being in one of them. <laughs> um, Mike, um, Dave rather is shooting with uh, some Minolta, I could, could not tell you which one, but some cheap plastic Minolta SLR he managed to pick up, um, which he loves. Um, and he particularly loves it because he loves doing his double exposures with it. Um, so, Mike, what do you make <laughs> of these? Can you, what can you even make of these? Do you know what you're even looking at? <laughs> You know what? I like the uh, I like the mystery. Like I said earlier, I like it when you kind of have to work for a picture. And right off the bat, these have a little bit of, of um, paranormal mystery to them, if 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 you will. So that first shot. So you said you're in one of these pictures. Is that is that you in the background there? What the, what is that? Okay, so this one is definitely one that needs to be exposed. So what what we're looking at here <laughs> is it is a picture um, taken from a newspaper uh, of. Um, the um what's the sport rate curling curling thank you the um british curling um sports star eve I mean, muirhead i'm assuming does yes, that man write to you yeah, okay no, right, cool. so it's, it's a, a face-on picture um taken that he took of a newspaper of eve muirhead curling so there's and then there's me to the side with a broom sweeping <laughs> because that's what you're doing uh, looking at very very silly um so yeah, because because sports. So you've got a wazzock with a broom in front of somebody curling. Obviously, I see. I I I love the theme. I think it's I think it's on theme. I think it's just I think it's just weird enough <laughs> to, <laughs> to you know to catch my eye and 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 yeah. I really okay, what the hell it. is going on there. <laughs> Okay, well, I mean, uh, what's your thoughts on the? Uh, do you want to guess what you're looking at in the second one then? And that looks like an F1 driver in like a a, a store or something like that. I'm gonna go like, like bobsled team. Yeah, maybe? I mean, come on, Mike. The context clues are there. It says Iceland and it's the Winter Olympics. It's a bobsled guy. Is that what? It, I don't. I don't know. I'm obviously <laughs> I think that's not a, woman, a sport. By the way, person, it, but... might, it might be a bobsled. Oh woman. yeah, you're. It might be. It might be a bobsledress. <laughs> um, instead of a Bob Sledder, but um, yeah, I mean, I just like having to work for a shot. I, I mean, as far as these double exposures go, and you know, I think a lot of people will use double exposure as as a crutch. But I mean, like he he obviously has has tried to keep it in theme, and I like that he put that effort into it. Uh, and, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I I like it. It's just it's again, it's just weird enough and just just enough for me to have to kind of put in the work and, and figure things out. It's, it's what I love about Dave's double exposure work is that, as you said, you know, and I've certainly done this, you know, use double exposure, just like, oh, I'm going to you know make things look a bit interesting. But he really <laughs> approaches things. He thinks things through. He has a plan, a concept in his head of what he wants to do. So when he turned up to um, take my picture for this one. You know, he had a, a, a board that he'd glued on bits from the newspaper that he wanted to use as part of the background for the thing. So he so he came ready. He had the concept and he said, these were thought out photos. These weren't just like, oh, I'll grab this and grab this. Like, no, I want to try and capture these things together. And um, they make for some very interesting things uh, as time goes by. Okay. 
the next one this was great because this was a very last minute one i know from uh hillary clark so let me just find the email from hillary because i think hillary had a few uh, dramas with hers as we have all done um so yes uh hello sunbeams look it's only mid-afternoon deadline day and i have photos uh, <laughs> i took the first one this morning at heaton park run second one is just my trainers but they're very sporty looking trainers i rushed <laughs> them through max spielman this afternoon uh, i took some instants on the polaroid 2 for plan b in case they didn't work out but surprisingly the 35 millimeter ones came out okay well, okay-ish. They are taken on a Voigtlander Vito B, which I bought from eBay for £9. The film is good old Poundland Agfa Vista 200. There's plenty of scratches on the film and a double exposure on one of them, but hey, that's just part of the charm you're looking for, isn't it? Absolutely. I'll <laughs> post them on Instagram later with a few of the ones that didn't make the cut. Um, so if you want to see those on Instagram, you're looking for at a-I-T-C-H, Clark, with an E on the end, Clark. Um, thanks for the shout-out when I missed the photo walk at the photography show. I enjoyed listening to you guys while you were there. Felt like it caught the atmosphere nicely, especially Graham trying to get people to be quiet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Let me talk. Um, so there we go. So, um, yeah, we've got a really, um, picture of a gentleman jogging through the park. And as Hillary mentioned, her trainers. What do you think of these, Mike? I like the the gentleman jogging through the park. Again, uh, it's a beautiful landscape. I can't tell if it's foggy or if it, that's just a um, a fuzzy lens, if that's a soft lens. But I like that. Um, I like that that fogginess. I like the energy of the 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 jogger kind of being being blurry, but uh, you know that she used kind of a slower shutter speed, so there, there's some of that motion blur, and um, you know, great. Uh, great perspective it's a it's a beautiful shot and i like that little bit of fogginess which again i don't know if it was a foggy day or if it's just a foggy lens it's just gray it's just been gray here forever. <laughs> just, <north. laughs> just northern <laughs> yeah i love there's a really nice uh, i'm glad I'm a nice long scratch all the way through this frame as well i'm glad i'm not the only one that suffers from these problems um i like the fact that one foot is really sharply in focus that's really cool. It's just like the one where he's uh, he's got the foot on the floor, and it's like, yep, this is this is the focus, and everything else seems, out, uh, you know, sort of soft, softly behind it. It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and the trainers with a lovely light leak as well. It's yeah, great. You know, it's a good job yeah. it was color. Light leaks in color are artistic. Light leaks in black and white are a disaster. <laughs> yeah you know that's what i like i like the colors i like the contrasting the the uh the orange and the the green of the shoes or the teal of the shoes and the green um but otherwise it's just kind of it looks like um like i've got one last picture on the roll and i need to take a picture of something you know um <laughs> all been there well i i have yeah. to say the fact that you were able to get out on the last day of doing the challenge and get pictures and get them in was fantastic and um yeah and i think i, I love that jogging one it's great <laughs> really captures how gray and miserable it is here at the moment as well it's, <laughs> it's just a very nice scene i, I love that it's a nice scene with just this jogger running through it okay who have we got next so the next one is from jm golding who we have spoken of in the past with regards to 127 um cameras mm. um and in fact i remember seeing recently uh you know there's the holger um 
the Holger Day, Holger Week um, competition mm-hmm. that happens. Uh, I think J.M. Golding won that competition. I, I seem to recall oh, seeing that. So congratulations to that. So here we go. Hi, Sunbeams. Here are the two photos I made as part of the Cheap Shots Challenge. Sports and vigorous physical activity. (laughs) Well, that gets stretched a bit. Made with a Holger 120S. um, Used, bought at the camera store for $20 US. um, On Arista Ultra Edu 400 film. Uh, $3.99 US, uh, according to the US currency converter, um, which, uh, this is brilliant. I love the fact that that comes to £20 exactly, so that's pretty good. Um, Brilliant. uh, Although not quite exactly, but close, very close. Oh, no, she's well underneath, actually. God. Uh, Thanks for the challenge. This content is very not me. (laughs) Always look forward to new episodes (laughs) of the podcast. Keep up the good work. Uh, these are great. I mean, again, a Holger, not uh, your first choice for sports photography of any sort. Yeah, I, lo- I love, love, love the second shot with the guy mm-hmm. silhouetted off in the distance and the trail kind of leading, you know, those lines of the trail and the detail in those clouds. And um, that's a terrific shot. I would hang that on my wall. Um, the other shot, it's pretty good. Um, I wouldn't hang it on my wall though. Um, but the other shot, the silhouetted guy, that's a beautiful shot. And just the tones of those skies. And, uh, it's just a great shot. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's the, the sky is lovely. And the, the, the figure outlined against the back to put it, it is, it's very artistic. <laughs> it's lovely. What do you think of these rates? You're a Holger fan, aren't you? Yeah, these are fab. Um, again, it's the tones, it's the clouds in the sky. It's that, you know, really harsh vignetting on that is just, it really just sort of like makes it, um, and makes it different from the others at the moment as well that we've seen the aerofoils in the, in the sky and that trail. I actually also really, I do really like the other shot that they've done, um, because, you, because of the, the way that the land is. Um, going backwards behind behind the the figure in the foreground, um, you've got you've got a nice sort of like shape to the to the hills behind as well, which is good. It gives it that bit of bit of depth as well, which is lovely. So yeah, big fan of those. Well done, Joan Colding. They're great. <laughs> okay, next one's very different again. So these are from Joe mm-hmm. Faherty, uh, shot on a Pentax One Ten Auto Lomo. Uh, oh, sorry, One Ten Auto on Lomo slide film. So we should have some other pictures shot on a 110 auto shouldn't we rage because that's the camera that aid uses for his cheap shots challenge we should we yes. should shouldn't we so let's enjoy these yes. only pictures we're going to see shots on the pentax <laughs> 110 auto um <laughs> oh, spoiler um i for 110 these have come pretty well they're great right <laughs> they, they yeah. are yeah really? what do you think of these I, then mike <clears throat> I, I never would have guessed they were 110 i like that shot the the one um the one where the, the the rowers are kind of closer in the frame and there's a big, big flare in the in the top. You know, that's just a really dramatic shot. It looks like it's sunset or, or close to sunset. And this is what I was saying earlier about the, a vantage point. You know, he, he's probably like on a bridge or a walkway above that that river or whatever. And that's just a cool it's just a cool vantage point. Yeah. Yeah, that's my favourite of the two as well. The the second one's nice, but the fact that it's so far away you kinda of lose a bit of the impact, but that first one with just with the sunlight blitzing off the water there. Um yeah, that's kind of really nicely. 
Good shots. Excellent stuff. And it's nice to see 110 repping it in the cheap shots because if ever there's a film that deserves to be in here. Uh, okay, so who have we got next? Oh, so there some more action sports going on here. Um, this time from the uh, Canadian side of the sports world, uh, some hockey from John Roberts here. What do you think of these? John. Like? John, I know John. Oh, you know John? Um, Actually, let me find let me find John's email because I'm doing these very badly out of all this. Uh, it's unless of, it's another unless it's another Canadian John Roberts. I don't know. There, <laughs> I don't know. Could, could there be? There another, may be a few. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, John Roberts, you know, it's not the rarest name. Let me find John's email, which I have manly to lose. I'm sorry, listen, I'm very bad at this. Here we go. Cheap Shots Challenge. Hello, Sunbeams. Went to a local hockey game and was packing the Yoshika Link 14 that I bought the week before for only $20 and this was my first test roll in it if you look closely and I think very closely you can see that the puck is about to sneak into the goal and oh, yeah. while yes that is my team getting scored on they still won the evening shot on the <laughs> Fujifilm Superior 400 uh, now I know that the camera works well, it is destined to be part of my Emulsive Santa 18 gift. Um, so there you go, the Yashica links. Uh, I have looked at these little cameras before now because um, they're supposed to be pretty good. And judging by this picture, that is true. It's really that's... nice, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's razor. That's razor sharp. I've never shot with one of those, but now I want one. Thanks a lot, John. <laughs> well, um, you better hope you get matched with them at Christmas time. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, John, send me that arrow. But, um, but John, get closer. Get closer to that action. And I, I know that's not as easy as it sounds. And this is a great shot. He nailed that exposure. I don't know if those are like auto things, no, but I think they, they you are know, manual. Are they manual? Like I he nailed so. that exposure. You can see the detail in the ice. You can see, you know, the shadows. I like the shadows. It's like dark and crisp. And I, I think he nailed that exposure. And he got a a killer moment like i saw that i saw that puck that's just about to that's just about to hit that net there but if you can get closer which i know is not as easy as it sounds um it's always it always just makes for a more more dramatic shot cool beans right next shots up are from who have we got here next uh joseph, joseph baker joseph mm. baker yes so let me find the email from joseph uh da, 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 da. um here is a photo of someone using the swings outside tape modern does that count as a sport close enough for me um taken with a canon sure shot af7 which cost me four pounds on ebay and the film was expired colorama 200 that was given for free so this is again perfect this is really leaning into the cheap shots in a way that i very strongly approve of so this is awesome uh what do you think mike does using a swing count as uh sports i think so i think he's yeah. keeping it in theme uh, definitely keeping it in theme Definitely um, in the uh, in the in the spirit of the the cheap shot challenge. If if he caught that guy against the sky instead of a, a building, which would have meant like moving his vantage point over to the left a little mm. bit. If he caught that guy against the sky, that would be just just killer, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I like um, it's. It also has that thing where you kind of have to zoom in to kind of see what's going on. I thought that guy was like jumping over or something or mid jump there. And I had to zoom in to figure out he was on a swing. So that that's, that's cool that you worked to that. But if he could have been against that sky, I think that would have been a more, more dramatic shot. 
Yeah, that's because the, the the picture is um so it's obviously taken in the city and there's two big buildings on either side yeah. of the picture and this big um gap in the middle and um the, I mean the swing has been caught at the perfect moment because he's just at sort of the height at one end of his swing um but yeah. it is in front of the building as you said Mike so it doesn't show up quite as clearly but um yeah still a very fun picture and the tape modern so it makes it automatically a bit classy. Um, because art. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, the touch, the touch of class. We like that touch of class. Touch of class, yeah. And also, again, you just, it's very British because um, he's big, thick coat on because cold. Uh, <laughs> this country is lovely. Okay. Who have we got next? Okay, next shot. I, I, I love the, the variety of stuff we're getting coming in under this. Is from Matt Melcher. Uh, let me see if I can find Matt. Here we go. This is as close to action as I've shot all winter. You can tell it's an action shot because of the blurred drumstick. Uh, so this is taken St. Patrick's Day Parade, Des Moines, Iowa, shot on a Minolta X700 um, using Kodak Linograph Shellburst 5474 expired around 1980 and developed in Kodak HC110. Uh, set the ISO at 25 and set the camera to aperture priority. Um, and uh, yeah, Rach, do you want to describe this picture for the audience? You know, it's... <laughs> oh, oh, thanks, thanks, Graham. Um, yeah, so we have um, two gentlemen um, who are playing different sized drums. Um, they are both wearing various types of sort of um, floppy uh, hat, uh, tartan hats, and I think there's um, possibly tartan kilt or tartan shorts um, as well. And then there's also a lady with a shopping bag, also with a hand drum and equally floppy hat beret type uh, hat as well. Um, stood outside what looks like maybe a car park gate. <laughs> um, so, yeah, in the in the street uh, looking like, I, I guess, part of the parade. I was going to say busking, but you can't see anything where they're actually collecting money. So I guess it's probably part of part of the parade. So, yeah. Interesting, Mike. You know, you're you're American. Explain this, please. What on earth are we looking at here? Well, I mean, it is obviously a. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, it looks like <laughs> it looks like a scene. It looks like a scene from a parade. I don't know if they're part of the parade or if they're just getting in onto the parade fun by Hanging bringing. Out. <laughs> yeah, by bringing their drums. Either either way, it's. I mean, they're off to the side, so maybe they just figured, you know, we'll bring our drums and and make some noise. But um, but Matt, get. Get closer. I know I keep saying that, but get get closer. You know, like you you have a, ho- a a host of characters here. I don't know if it's like a mom and dad and a son, or a grandma and grandpa and their grandkid. But you know, I want to see those those characters' faces. So it looks like he's a. I don't know what kind of lens he's using, but it looks like he's maybe eight or ten feet away. But you know, I want to see those those people's faces. And if if you got closer. And I could figure out or not figure out if I could just see more of the details of of their their faces. You know, um, I think that would just make for a much more interesting shot. The film is beautiful. I can't remember what he yeah. said it, it was that he used, but he said it expired in like 91 or something like that. It uh, looks 1980. 1980. Yes. Hang on. I will tell you what that oh, film oh, was again because oh, wow. it, it was a weird one. So for uh, the benefit yeah. of the listeners and for everybody else. So this was shot on, uh, this is a long th- Kodak Linograph, Linograph. Let's go with Linograph. Linograph Shellburst, uh, which is the code number 5474 and expired around 
around 1980. Um, so, yeah, and that was ISO 25 he was shooting that at. Yeah, it looks great. I think my favourite thing about the picture is the fact that the uh, the younger, I mean, this guy's still, you know, I guess 20s, 30s, um, but I just love the fact that one of his socks is up and one of his socks is down. That's yeah. my, my favourite <laughs> I like the I like the fact that she, the, the woman in the shot has um, clearly been off shopping somewhere and is just like, oh, suddenly I've got a tambourine. I might as well just, you know, <laughs> join in. <laughs> so she's holding her shop, her big shopping bag in one hand and a tambourine in the other. <laughs> it's great. I just, great. Uh, these little slices of weird life. Okay. The next shot, I, I love the expression on this guy's voice. The next shot is from Matthew Decker. Uh, so, uh, where are we? I had this email literally one second ago. Um, good evening from Ohio. My scanner is working overtime as I type to spit out the attached scan. I found a working, question mark, Fed 5B <laughs> with Indostar 61 attached for the grand total of $8 US on eBay. Good call. Yay. To that, I added a roll of Ilford FP4 for another $7 for a grand total of $15, so well within budget. I know there's some love for this camera, but its niche is not in action or sports photography. <laughs> Shooting this camera in 10 to... Uh, 10 to 30 degrees Fahrenheit, I guess, makes for an interesting experience. Um, the thread mount combined with a mighty stiff focusing helicoid made me, found me accidentally unmounting the lens more frequently than focusing. Oof, that sounds like it might be a problem. The attached photo is of one of my workmates teeing off on a disc golf course. Yes, it's golf with frisbees if you're unfamiliar. Yes, I'm unfamiliar with this. <laughs> I'm not sure I approve. Um, I home developed the FP4 in HC110B. So another HC110B dever. That's good. Uh, all the cool kids use HC110B, uh, I've heard. Um, and scanned with an Epson V800. In closing, thank you so much for the podcast. My bike commutes to work and my garage workouts and my desk drudgery are all made more enjoyable because of the three of you. Thanks again and happy shooting from Matt. Uh, thank you very much, Matt. Um what do you think? So disc frisbee, disc frisbee golf. Is this a thing? You you're in California, aren't you, Mike? So I mean, if anywhere's going to have frolf or whatever you call this thing, it's going to be there. Well, I'm headed to my um my frolf uh, league right <laughs> after this call. So uh, no, I've never played. I, I'm familiar with it, but I've, I personally have never played because I'm just the least athletic person I know. But this picture, I think Matthew Decker succeeded in making something that is not very interesting interesting <laughs> yeah. so it's just i mean if, just to describe it it's a guy it's a guy about to throw a frisbee that's just the the simple explanation for it but there is a motion blur there is a weird distortion in the background that works with the movement I don't know if he was like panning it mm. as he was shooting if you know but it looks like it it looks like it just distorts in in a way that complements the movement, and it that's just that's just so cool. I don't know if that was intentional, if he knew it would it was going to look like that, but um, but it's just it's just really it's really cool looking. It's kind of hard to describe. Yeah, mm. I really like the the contrast. Actually, it's it's got a lot of contrast in it, hasn't it? Really, agreed. really agreed. Yeah. yeah. Um, which for it was HP four, I think he said. Uh, is... FP4 or HP5, but oh. it was FP4, yeah. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it, it seems um, different from when when I've used it, um, but yeah, cool, very, very nice. Yeah. 
And yeah, I, I love the expression, the, the, the determination it's really good, isn't it? on Very that guy's determined. face. Yeah. For all yeah. that the back is blurred out, and uh, most of his body is uh, either you know blurred in movement, but his face is just nice and sharp. When there's this, he's got his sunnies on, and just this look of determination. The only thing, the only thing that slightly spoils it for me is the fact that he's got no feet. Um, <laughs> Which is, um, but I don't know what. What you, you take pictures of people professionally, Mike? What's you know, when it comes to? Because um, obviously we don't always get all the person. In. What what are good do's and don'ts with lopping off limbs? Well, I mean, don't unless you have a, don't lop off the limbs unless you have a a very specific intention to like maybe get a three quarter portrait. Like if it, if this was above the knees and he was closer then that's okay. But this looks like he maybe just kind of accidentally missed the feet in the moment. So, um, you know, you, you don't win them all, but, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Good action shot. Okay. The next one is from another Matthew. And this time it's from, uh, Matthew Joseph, a friend of the show, uh, photo dude NZ, uh, on, um, Instagram and on Twitter. Um, dear, <laughs> so hi bun seems, well, one jog on Matthew. <laughs> I hate long emails, so I'll keep it short. Here is one of my entries. It's the only one he got round to for the cheap shots challenge. Walking is as close to sports as I get. Uh, I'm going to try and shoot another roll before the 31st. So just one photo for now. Keep up the good work, uh, Matthew. Um, I just want to say very quickly that um, when an aide came up on the way to the photo show, he brought some zines with him. So it's great because uh, I, you know, I got to see some zines that I hadn't before. And um, Matthew's was one of them. And uh it's very entertaining because um, along with all the pictures, Matthew writes some stuff underneath, which is often a rant about the quality of the donuts on the way to take the picture or something like that. Um, but it, it kept me laughing throughout and uh, the pictures were great, but uh, the writing was, if anything, even better. The two complemented each other very nicely. Anyway, quite a different picture of this one, Mike. Yeah, I... um. I like that you can just tell what it is, and I love the motion blur. I love the colors. It looks like it looks like golden hour, and the the the, the light is hitting. I don't know if those are leaves or something. The light is hitting it just like a really dramatic angle. This looks like it could be um, the the cover of an album from you know like some '90s grunge, grunge album or something like that. <laughs> but um, but uh, you, you know what I mean? Those warm warm yeah. colors, just that motion blur. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I love it. I think it's a beautiful, beautifully composed shot. I think it's just abstract enough without having to scream, this is abstract, you know, and I, I think it works really well. What do you think of this range? Yeah, same. I, I love the colours, um, love the movement, uh, the fact that it was like, yeah, this is as close as I'm going to get to sport, walking, walking somewhere. So, uh, <laughs> Is a man after my own heart there. Yeah. <laughs> Love I, it. I, I Follow Matthew. <laughs> I don't know whether we've just sort of described what the picture is. I may have done this. But so basically, uh, what, what I particularly like about this is because we, we all found this super hard to get a picture. And uh, uh, Matthew's managed to get one just by essentially walking along, pointing his camera down at his feet and taking a picture of that. And um, yeah, done a great job because the, the motion blur really has made it. A really interesting picture. So awesome. Okay, next one is from past guest, uh, fellow podcast host, Mike Gutterman, who again, 11th hour this, <laughs> the last minute. Um, so, uh, let's see. Got two from Mike. Yes, yeah. we've got two from Mike. So Mike writes, Hey, Bun Reams. No, no, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hopefully got these up in time. I was using a Pentax SF1N SLR because he loves his Pentax um, for the challenge because I got it for the legal cheap shots price. But I feel a proper SLR isn't necessarily in the true spirit of the challenge. Well, no, but, you know, taking part is in the true spirit. I have switched my cheap shots camera to a 90s Pentax zoom point and shoot that I picked up for five bucks at my local thrift store. Um, it is a Pentax IQ Zoom 80E and it definitely feels more true to the cheapness of the challenge and is certainly more limiting. Great. That sounds like a perfect one to go forward with. <laughs> Anyhow, here are some sport shots of my youngest son playing some basketball in our driveway. Shot on bulb with flash mode. Cheers from Mike. Uh, so there's some good weirdness going on with <laughs> the colour in this. I love it. It looks like he, we were talking about paranormal stuff off there earlier. I think his son's being possessed in this picture. <laughs> yeah, I like the, I like it's like dusk plus flash. So you've got some, some competing colours going on that work really well together. I like that, um, I like that slow sync speed. He said he was using bulb. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, I like it. That reminds me of, um, of just countless, um concert shots of of like so many photographers and bands that i loved it just kind of it freezes the action but it still shows some you know some motion blur so i really like that i especially like the second shot where it's just the hands and the basketball that looks um you know there's some mystery there um the color looks of the ground looks really unnatural but it's this green hue that works against the basketball um and uh, yeah yeah just some some mystery there i like that and uh, using flash uh, is something that I'm I kind of very well. I don't think I ever really do it. Do you muck around with flash much, Rach? Not much, no. To be honest, I don't. Um, I really, if if I am these these are the kinds of things that I probably would be aiming for. The slightly weird and ooh, what what have we got here? You know, like you say, mixing mixing the colours and um, trying to freeze part of it, but still leave. Uh, a bit of movement and what have you that that would be what i'd what i'd like to achieve uh with it yeah they're very nice very nice very cool and, and i do love the color of those <clears> they they, uh, yeah. they still weird, weird that first one is just a good weird shot i love it okay next one up these sorry i was just gonna say these make me feel like class classic lomography style you know um yeah uh, i don't know if yeah, either of you came across uh, originally the um, oh gosh, what was it, Picasso, um, where it'd have like the lofo uh, lo lofi um, uh, sort of like filter, and it was like super harsh, but it was basically like this is lobography and put that on. <laughs> it kind of feels like that, definitely. Yeah, awesome. Okay, next ones up are from Paul Friday. Uh, Paul was the first person to get his entries in, so blooming well done. So Yay! For, for, for all of us lot, well, for people like Hillary and Mike and very much myself who were doing it at the 11th hour, um, Paul was right in there in early March, so well done. Um, so Paul's picture says, right, my, my dog being chased on the Scarborough beach, um, shot on a super cheapo Minolta Weathermatic 35 DSL that turns out to be an X camera, uh, the way of so many <laughs> cheap shots cameras, <laughs> um, used some very expired Kodak C41 stuff. How ironic that the film will last and it's the camera that has expired. 
Uh, and the second one is The Return of the Birdman. Uh, Biddeford Beach in Devon shot on my £11.50 Zorky 4K and HP5. So um, the first cheap shot camera died and was replaced for the second one. I have one of those Minolta Weathermatics and it is a big <laughs> yellow brick. And that picture is utterly in keeping with my experience of it. Sharp focus, sharp anything, almost never. Every now and again, you'll get one sharp picture and you're like, well... If you can do it, why don't you do it more often? But that said, <laughs> I, I kind of I quite like it as a blurry abstract thing. It's quite it's um it's very stylized. The two dogs. What do you think of this, Mike? You know, I like that they're um they're both really different from each other. But the mm. ones the ones with the dogs, it almost looks like a freeze frame from an eight millimeter movie from like a super mm. eight movie. It is, it's yeah. so it's so blurry. But I think the I think the composition is well. I'm not sure there is a composition. I think he. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he just raised his camera to his eye and then just just fired off a shot. Um, it's a terrific moment. I love the blur. I love that the, those dogs are in motion, both at the separate ends of of a dog's motion if you will one dog's legs are super extended the other dogs are just kind of tucked in there and they're chasing each other obviously but i think the the composition just like is a is a uh maybe was a little hasty yeah it's a quick grab but it's, it's not a terribly yeah. wieldy camera either unfortunately um so oh well okay on to the next one uh again very different i, I the composition in this one it, on the other end of the scale for me i love the composition in this picture what do you think of this one, Mike? Yeah, I think um, I think I think that's the winner. You know, in in terms of composition between the two from Paul, um, the composition. Normally, I would say that um, I wish I could see more of the sky, but looking at it more, I think that the, the the Birdman just right at the top of the frame there. That's just really cool. And there's like a walkway kind of leading leading your eye up towards the frame, and I think it's just that's just a, a terrific shot. And I love all that green too. Yeah. Um, Do you want to just explain what's going on in the shot a little bit, Graham? Because it's not actually a guy who is a bird. (laughs) There's no flamingo man here. (laughs) Okay. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a picture of a a pebbly beach. Um, it's a a rise up. It looks it's going up a sort of an incline on the pebbly beach, and there's a stone pathway that kind of curves up. from the right to the left and at, and at the top on the left hand side there's a lady walking a dog and then on the right hand side um there's a kite surfer just walking over the crest of the hill with his um kite on his back and what i love about it is that you've got some really nice curves the 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 um the mound that they're walking up is got a nice curve to it and the the pathway has a curve going one way and the kite has a curve that really complements it it's just um Lots of nice elements to it. And as you said, it's good and grainy as well, isn't it, Rach? Really, really is. It's, uh, yeah. Um, and again, you know, it has got some a nice sort of like tonal range, but there's a, a lot of good contrast in that. I'm a bit of a sucker for, for some nice contrast. So that's cool. You know, yeah. between him and the sky. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so the next ones I am uh, very familiar with because these ones I managed to persuade my better half, uh, Sinead, to take part in the challenge this month. So I supplied her with a Canon Z135, which is a um, Canon zoom point and shoot camera, which I picked up for a couple of quid from a charity shop. Um, and uh, this is, and I think it was HP5, which I, it's a roll of HP5 we got from for three quid from the photo show so it's a good cheap setup um and uh these were done i was <laughs> scanning these in um i was in the light room doing this uh, as i got mike on the call because i was leaving it very late um so we've got two pictures here uh of her son doing some karate stuff um uh, she doesn't listen to this podcast mike so <laughs> you can crack on <laughs> Well, I will say this. I I really like the one, not the one where he's kicking. So it's the one where he's kind of posing. I like that there's, you can kind of see the dinner table in the background. And it's, you know, it's not like, it's not like your, your, your dramatic, like karate shot or something. You could kind of, you could kind of have a peek into this kid's life a little bit. You know what I mean? And that's the kind of shot that I that I like the other one where he's kicking, I can't see his face. And that kind of, that kind of distracts me a little bit. You know, I, I, I always like to be able to see who's kicking um, in the a face. person's right. I always <laughs> like to see who is, who, who is, who is jump kicking me Chuck Norris style. So, um, you know, um, but, uh, but I like the other one that just, it's just kind of, it's almost kind of unassuming and you just kind of can see into this this kid's life a little bit other than the fact that he he does karate and has like a black belt you know i have to say the one thing uh and again working on the assumption this will never be listened to um but both of these boy did i have to crop these down coming back to that thing that you said earlier about getting getting close filling up more of the frame with the person because um I suppose it's one of those things that you you kind of you you are more aware of when you shoot regularly is what else is in the picture because the entire dining room and all furniture was in this and he was a small dot in the middle so um, yeah it's always good to get as much of your subject fully in the frame as possible. Okay, who have we got up next? Ah, uh, here we go. Now, now I'm kind of interested in seeing it before you cropped it. I just, I just I purely out of curiosity. Okay, well I, I will... yes, an, another uh, another. Um another discussion for another day yeah absolutely i will, I will find it another discussion for another day you can tell me if i overcropped it um in fact what i'll do what i'm saying is you did it wrong uh, yeah oh believe you, me you <laughs> i'm sure she would agree with that um well whilst you're looking at the next couple of pictures which are from a good friend of the show stig who we met also at the photo show recently uh, a couple of very cool windsurfing pictures and let me see if i can find if stig tells us what he shot these on one second this is very difficult this because i'm having to click through the emails as we go and um look i, I got pretty organized for this the pictures are all in one place which is a lot better than i've ever done in the past here we go um good morning sunbeams just about making it for the cheap shots challenge it was a last minute dash for the line that entailed a few trials and tribulations my first attempt involved trying a soviet cosmic 35 viewfinder that cost me a fiver but somehow the winder went awry and i only managed nine <laughs> shots from the roll of film 
none of which had any activity on them. So that left me with just one day left to shoot given I, given I would need to develop and scan etc. In reserve I had a Canon SureShot 105 zoom which I knew worked as I used it recently in Amsterdam. Strictly a business trip of course. <laughs> Methinks thou dost protest too much. Um, I can't remember how exactly how much I paid for it in a Chester charity shop but it was either £2 or £4. Either way not very much. So I put a roll of triax in and headed off to West Kirby Marina to try and capture some people being active on Good Friday. So this was the Friday just gone. And lo and behold, there was lots going on and I managed to fire off a whole roll in an hour or two. All good so far. I went home and started developing in HC110. Oh my goodness, this is the HC110 podcast. Wow. Then just at the end of developing time, I had a panic and I, I hit stop on the timer, but was totally unsure if this was the time to empty out or did I have a minute to go? <laughs> oh, dear. I pulled the developer out and then thought, hang on, I might be wrong and pulled it back in for another minute. <laughs> but I gambled wrong. The end result oh, was no. rather black, thick and overdeveloped legs. So if you think my entries are a bit lacking in detail and grainy, at least you know why. Um, and there you go. So... Well, quite a mission to get them here, but um, I think the end results are, are pretty good. Um, what do you think of these, Mike? You know, the one, what are these things called? It's it's like a surfboard with a sail on windsurfer. it. Windsurfer. Okay, all right. So the one with the windsurfer against the, the buildings and the town mm-hmm. in the background, yeah. that one is, um, it's a beautifully toned shot. It's just, I think that, the subject against the background is a little distracting. However, moving on to the other shot, this shot is the other shot is magical. It's a windsurfer against the open ocean and the open sky with some clouds in the background. And if you'll notice, the other windsurfers are in like in a perfectly spaced formation. It's like they're all in a in in a formation. And I thought that those were maybe like buoys or something at first. I I, I don't know. Um, but they're all other windsurfers and they're all in this in like a perfectly spaced formation. And it's just it's so it's such a beautiful shot. And then, you you know, you've got that open ocean and you can kind of make out like what looks like a mountain range way in the distance. And that just looks like someplace I'd want to be. And that's a terrific shot. I never would have guessed that he overdeveloped them. Um, they look uh, they look spectacular, mm. I think. Color or, you know, it's a black and white shot, but. But tone-wise, it looks great. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. Right, hang on one second. I'm just gonna get back in. I did just drop in just so because I have a feeling you're gonna tell me off, and then I will definitely not tell my better half that you did this. Let me see if I can find because uh, I did just put in the uncropped picture. Where is it showing up on the thing? Oh, I can't. Oh, here we go. If you um, actually, I think it might be the next one we clicked actually because of the naming, the way these things are organised. So if you click the next one, you might find that that is. Um, the uncropped version. So, did I crop too tight on that picture, Mike? Okay, let me let me do this. Let me let me refresh. Yeah, you know what? I think you cropped a little, a, yeah, a, a tiny bit too tight. I like that. There's a wall in the foreground. Again, it's just what I like about it. It's just it's a peek into this. It's a peek into this kid's life, you know. And you just kind of the subject is is as interesting as the background. There um, you go. And. Um, but, um, you know, I, I definitely would have cropped in a tad, maybe on the left side. I would have attempted to get rid of maybe that chair on the left side. <laughs> and the but I think everything else is well, you know, I mean, that stuff is interesting. You know, I just I like uh, peeks into people's lives. 
Well, there you go. So you can get too close with these things. Okay, the next shot. Yeah, so tell, so tell Sinead to not crop your photos. Sinead, <laughs> if you're listening, don't. <laughs> don't let me crop your photos. <laughs> I'm going to tell her none of this. I'm going to say, yeah, we said they were very nice. Uh, the yeah, end. yeah. Okay. Oh, good, good. Okay, so the next picture we are looking at now is from Victor Beruzkov. Ah, now, here we go. This was the- Victor Bezrukov. Uh, apologies, Victor. <laughs> I know that I've just butchered that. Um, but uh, still, some very cool pictures. But this look, this might cause some controversy here. So I want I want to get uh, opinions on here. So these were taken with a Ricoh GR1S on Agfa APX. Now. I'm not going to say that he wasn't able to get a Ricoh GR1S cheap because he may well be able to snafu a bargain. You know, I've got my little Mewtube which I got for five quid. But um, that's a pretty good camera, isn't it, for cheap shotting? Yeah, yeah, you would um, you, you would think you'd be hard-pressed to find one for... What's the uh, what's the upper limit? 20 Yeah, well, $30 we worked out at. 30 okay, yeah. all right. Uh, but, uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, whatever. It's, it's I guess it's possible. Anything's possible. Still, on to the picture. So these were taken in Tel Aviv um, during a whole day street happening of skates and music. Uh, developed in Rodnell, um, semi-stand at home. So yeah, we've got some uh, good skate action shots here. Yeah, so the one, the first one, with we are to the guy's right, and the skateboard is blurry because it's moving fast, but his face and his chest are in... Um, are in focus and, and sharp. If his right arm was not cut off, that would be a spectacular shot. Good, uh, good vantage point, good action. Um, and if you could just see his arm and a little bit more of that sky for, for, for emphasis and sort of kind of for reference, that would be, that would be a great shot. Um, and, and if that building was not right up against that guy's, the building is right behind this guy's head and chest. It's kind of like, um, um, I guess that's distracting. But that shot would just be next level if you could see his arm. I suppose it's that, again, Bill, I was just thinking about that. Which is, it's, sometimes you're a bit too close to squeeze everything in. Um, right, right. But the next one, I mean... Those problems, the framing of the next one seems to have really got all those problems tucked away. Yeah, that's more. But see, that just seems with the with the skateboard sharp and there's less motion blur. It just seems less less actiony. So if the first one had the non cut off arm and he was against the sky, that would that would be like nearly a perfect shot but mm. the second one's a good it's a good shot too it's just not as dramatic as the first one i do love the composition of the second one though again it feels um very strong in that sense because um you you've got the sky the skateboarder and he's got his arms out you know wide and he's looking down the board and you've got the buildings behind him much much better position for this shot um i, I completely get what you're saying about it it's you you do not it, it could be a statue um but it's a it's a very nicely um, composed statue. What do you think of these, Rach? Right. Rach? Oh, she's crept off. Oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Um, it, no, no, I am. It's because I'd I'd hit the mute button um, uh, because I was tapping away um, trying to go through the go through the photos so i didn't want you to be able to hear all my tapping away on the keyboard so i put the mute button on but uh yeah sorry about that i am here and i have been listening and um yeah i really love these they're great 
they are cool <laughs> shots i love the composition um as you were saying graham you know with the in the second shot um with the building just sort of like it it working with the angle of where his arm and his body is um i think that's really nice and and it's nice to see that slightly different angle um with it being a really low angle looking up um, um for both of them really um it's uh it's good it kind of like feels very much yeah there in the action which is good yeah well that brings us i sincerely hope if i have missed anybody i'm really sorry and please do let me know if i've missed you but i don't think i have um that brings us to the end of the listener submitted entries what a great and diverse selection of shots. And now, Mike, we are going to ask you the hardest question you're likely to face in quite some time. But given oh, no. how varied <laughs> these are, um, which one is your winner from this batch? Which one, for, for whatever reason it can be that you feel like it captured the topic, it, just your your what's your pick as judge of this? Bear in mind that I think they're all great but let's have a let's have yeah. a, a noted winner. You know, I thought that I was gonna, I thought that I was gonna know the second I saw it. But this is a tough choice. But the one I think that, um, let's see, there's the one who was this guy. There's the one that I feel like I would hang on my wall without hesitation. Was J M J M Golding number two, the silhouetted guy. Um, against that, uh, that that looks like a setting sun and the hiker dark shadow there. in the background. Yeah, the, that hiker. Yeah, the very dramatic. I think, I think that's my winner. Brilliant stuff. Very different from, I mean, that's why we extended it because getting sports is hard. But yeah, it's a beautiful picture and um, yeah, a well-deserved winner. Yeah. Um, my very close, I just want to say this, my very, very, very close runner-up is... Um, is a uh, uh, Stig. I think it's Stig number two with that uh, windsurfer with the sky against the background. That's a super, super, super close number two. Brilliant. Well, uh, thank am you. I allowed to say that, or did I break? No, the no, game? you can absolutely say that. <laughs> I break the game. You, yeah, you ruined it for everyone now, Mike. I hope you're happy. Um, well, thank you again so much to everybody for taking the time to join in and send in your pictures. And thank you so much, Mike, for casting you over. I, I hope that listeners have, have got something useful about the things you've had to say about them because um, it's, yeah, it's, it's sharing your work like this is a really brave thing to do. And I'm so thrilled that everybody did that and went, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enter this and have a go. And I hope that everybody has realised that it's not, you know, it's not terrifying and, and the next time we do it, You'll be in again and um, you'll be joining in next time because you know, there'll be more of these coming. Um, we're going to take a break now uh, to rest and recover from that. And when we come back, we will deal with the far shorter part of the show where Mike will pass um, probably far harsher comment on our efforts, the host's efforts at the Cheap Shot <laughs> Challenge. Back in just a second. And now for the part of the show which Rachel and I have been dreading slightly and Aid has been dreading <laughs> really so have. much he ran away with his tail between his legs um, because this is the part where Mike is going to cast his very critical eye over our not very good pictures. Um, and I say that with a high degree of confidence. Um, I say our pictures, uh, Rach, but I can see your pictures in this file. 
and I can see <laughs> my pictures in this file. I can't see any pictures from Aid in this I file. I can't either. Nope, nope, they're not there. <laughs> you know what? It's too bad because Aid would have had the best pictures. Yeah, I'm sure he would have done. <laughs> um, I mean, you're a but, professional. But he's still, he's still collecting his piss pictures. He's in Italy. So, you know, he's going to come back with some amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a day late, many, many, many dollars short. You're a professional. <laughs> you, you, you are used to providing photographs on a deadline for work. I mean, what's your feelings on if you failed to deliver on something that you definitely said you were going to do? Um, what would be the client's response to that, Mike? Well, let me just say this. Aid, because you didn't deliver your pictures, I'm not going to be able to make my rent this month. My children are going to be homeless. <laughs> and um, and so so thanks for nothing, pal. Yeah. I mean, because to, and also I feel bad for the listeners because laughing at Aid's stinky, stinky pictures is usually a real high spot for people. And we don't get to mock them this time because they're just completely absent, despite the fact he had two months notice and he owns children so there's no excuse for not getting action pictures because you just make them do stuff you know what in defense okay. of aid he had his italian vacation to worry about so let's yeah. let's go easy on the guy yeah poor guy poor guy he sent us a picture of the hotel room he was staying in for the first couple of nights and what word would you use to describe it rage I think I think actually the phrase that sprang to both our minds was, "Well, that's how the other half live, right?" Mm. <laughs> lavish yes. and opulent. Clearly, no it room was... for a one ten camera. No, no, it it wouldn't have suited the um, the maison scène. I don't think. No, no. <laughs> and actually, whilst we're um, digging a big hole and throwing aid in it, um, can you remember what did he tell you? What film cameras he was taking with you with him, Rach? No, I don't know actually. Which ones did he take? Uh, he took none, none with him. Literally, no film cameras. He That's took, why. <laughs> took two digital cameras with him, no film cameras. Um, so he's let us down. He's let you down. <laughs> he's let everybody down. Um, we're very sorry, listeners. Anyway, moving on from aid. Should we look at Rachel's pictures first? Can we look at Rachel's first? All yeah. Right, let me let me bring these guys up here. So, so they're the ones with the title, right? They're the ones so with dressing the up. Okay, yeah. so this is one of the strangest characters I've ever <laughs> seen. I'm not sure if I, like, was it, I'm not even sure if I, I want context. I just want to make up the story in my own mind of what this cool. is. This looks like it was like a, like maybe a costume contest at a local pub or something. <laughs> but, but, and then you catch the... You catch a, a football game going on, and because you guys, you guys call it football, we call it soccer here in the old in the old America. Actually, but, actually uh, yeah, is it rugby? Oh my god! The ball. <laughs> <laughs> are, wait, are they playing flamingo? Are they playing, <laughs> are they playing with, with some flightless birds back there? Or uh, rugby? I'm sorry, guys. I'm just That's I'm it. just really showing my Americanness at my this hometown. point. That is my hometown. Is it? I'm originally from, yeah, rugby. Carrying mm -hmm. the ball, I can't see that. I'm so, I'm so focused on this character <laughs> in the foreground. But if you were a little, if you were a little bit more in front of that one, I still think you would have caught that television in the background yeah. Yeah. of those folks, and, and and more of the, the that character's shoulder. I think it would have made for a little bit of a better composition with with a little bit more drama. 
Um, yeah. You know, if that if that rugby game was just a little bit more in the corner and that character was a little bit more centered, that would have been so interesting because this character is just one of the strangest things I've ever seen. What is <laughs> that? What, what is going on there? <laughs> okay, so... Um, I I shot. Um, shall, shall I talk about the camera as well and the film and what have you? Yeah, okay. So um, I had my Canon um, Sure Shot AF um, camera that I found in the charity shop for eight quid, and I found uh, I have an old roll of expired Kodak Gold four hundred, which is actually what I shot. Um, uh, it, um, I used that film just as uh, one that came from a friend's um, wardrobe from like 2001 or something. So very, very expired. Um, I thought, right, well, I'll chuck that in and I'll take it to the photography show um, because that's the only time that I'll actually get to go out with a camera to shoot something at this point. Um, So that's actually where um, this character was dressed up because on some of the stands you have – people who are there in kind of like costume um and obviously dressed up um to sort of like pose for the people at the photography show um so that they can test out their their cameras and and kit and what have you there was also a comic con happening next door at the same time and i think this may have been somebody who'd walked in (laughs) to the photography show potentially by accident wearing their outfit and so uh, that's how that happened that i uh, i ended up capturing uh, this crazy outfit but yeah there we go mike i have that to ask you, that works out for everybody yeah i have to ask you mike <laughs> yeah. i mean bearing in mind the topic of this was sports and activity is dressing up a sport or an activity i mean is it though because i'm not sure it is well, she got that. She got that. Uh, that rugby game. Back the game of rugby in the, in the background. background. I mean, yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. I know so, all we had to do was take a picture of stuff on TV, wow! Hey, look, it's to do with the juxtaposition between the two contrasts of you know what does somebody class as what is their hobby or their pastime or their sport. You know, it's <laughs> open to interpretation. Of right? dressing, is it though? <laughs> is it okay? Well, let's go on to the next sport that you captured <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Train activity. spotting. I Stroke mean, activity. I mean, okay. So you describe this picture, uh, uh, and let's see the spin you try and put on this, shall we? Or me? Okay, yes, yes, you. So, it's your picture. Okay, so again, all right. So again, <laughs> it was shot on the same roll um, on the way to the photography show, and I came out into the station and saw somebody with their notebook um, waiting for the train. So I was like, oh, cool. They're obviously writing something down or whatever. Uh, walked to the other end of the platform so that I could get ready to get onto the train. And I thought, right, I might as well take a shot now of the train coming into the station. Um, and that is why I call it straight train spotting, because potentially this person was busy <laughs> writing in their notebook about this which is, trains were coming to the station. Terrible. So that mean, was as far as I could. <laughs> Come right before before Mike, I hope goes to town on you on this. Can we? Can we? Right, first off, uh, it's black. You shot this on color, but it's now in black yeah. and white. And I'm going to quote a phrase you used: "If it's shite, black and white." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, I mean, already self-judging. The people, this alleged human being with a notebook is a tiny speck of black in the distance. Barely, barely recognisable as a human form, let alone a human form with a notebook, who That's definitely... You can see that the person stood at the end of the uh, at the end of the platform. <sighs> anyway, getting away from that, train spotters do not stand anymore. Uh, Mike, can you just just tell her she's all wrong, please? Tell her. Just... Wait, hold on. Is is? <laughs> oh, incidentally, are, okay. you not, are you familiar with train spotting as a concept? We probably should have checked this. I, I mean, I've seen them. I've seen the movie. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, not quite the same, but close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as far as being in theme, um, and I don't really see the that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I was like, However, there's some activity happening. <laughs> let's let's talk about it as a photograph. It's a great composition. I feel like I want I, I'm I'm kind of a sucker for travel photos where people are going somewhere because I'm always curious about where they're going and where they've been. It's a great composition. Um, I did not know it was a uh, it was color, and then did you mention that that it was color and that you yes. converted it to black? Okay, I'm sorry. I, did, I was. I did. Yeah, no, 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 it's not, fine. Uh, it's because I shot it on this um, expired Kodak Gold 400. You see. Um, okay, that's right. Uh, okay. Yeah, and and right. so obviously when I got this shot, I was like, ah, okay. For whatever reason, my, this particular camera, my Cheap Shots Challenge camera, was having a nightmare with the metering. And uh, basically, it ended up all being a fuggy, fuggy mess. So I was like, OK, I need to put this into black and white to see whether I can still see some shapes and whether we've still got something in the shot. And that's basically, I was like, OK, you can actually still see something in the shot if I turn it into black and white. Hence, if it's shaped black and white. <laughs> OK, all right, all right. <laughs> with that said, I, I would have liked to have seen those the 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 shadow areas just go black just go like crisp crisp black yeah. i don't know if that would have ruined the the whole shot but maybe you had enough you had enough light in that shot to let those those shadow areas go um crisp black and now i'm now i'm curious to see what it looks like in color because i don't know maybe maybe okay. it would have worked, I'm, but, I'm curious but, uh, too i mean if it looks this bad in black and white how bad must it have been in color <laughs> i mean i can't poof, my eyes would probably be bleeding if they saw that picture <laughs> quite possibly otherwise a beautiful shot with beautiful tones really well composed the subject matter um uh, is is it's highly interesting to me. Well, I, I like it. Well, I mean, the, the outside of, of the theme. Yeah. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay, look. Okay, let's let's move on past this travesty. Of a shot. Look, be in the other one. Okay, sure. All right. Okay. There's a picture of a TV with sports, and then the other one. I cannot believe what's been on it. Okay. Now look. Uh, yeah, Rachel, you're you're pushing the bounds here. You're uh, you're you're That's you're on the edge. Right? You're a donkey on That's the right. edge. <laughs> Surely, as a photographer, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> okay, so now Push look, the I, I, I have put in um, two... So I've got my official entry, but in the spirit of fair play, I've got... You know, so I, I had a bit of a... Uh, so uh, my Cheap Shots camera, my lovely Olympus IS-1000 bridge camera, which everybody loves and everybody thinks is beautiful, um, I... <laughs> put a roll of 400 speed film in there because we're shooting action and sports and um, I didn't pay enough of attention. This was a roll of film that Angela, uh, who we previously spoken about on this very show, um, sent me a while ago. 
and uh, oh great kodak 400 great shoved it in and didn't realize until i got it out again that it was color film and as i'd left it till quite late in the day um by which i mean i think friday uh friday before i took the roll of film out oh no i think i took the roll of film out of it Yes, it was last week, was it? We talked about it last week. Um, but even at that point, I realized I was in trouble because I didn't have any C41 developing stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I ordered some on uh, Monday night, Tuesday. It did not turn up. So by Friday, I was like, well, I'm just, I'm going to have to develop this in black and white. Um, this was expired film. I don't know how expired, but I'm going to guess at least 10 years, maybe a little bit more. Um, and uh it did not develop terribly well um i showed you a picture of the negs didn't i rach they were they were pretty thin oh my goodness yeah um, they were they were super thin so there was that combined with the fact that these negs have the worst curve no, they're not springy negatives that's one thing they have the worst curve along the length of the film plane i have ever come across <laughs> so it makes scanning them practically impossible because my film holder the lightweight plastic film holder with my um, scanner just won't close on them just won't it's not strong enough to hold them down so there's a a difference in height from the edge to the center (laughs) of about three to four millimeters which is quite a lot in scanning world and of course the lights about oh so they're a real disaster. So if you want to see the two that I picked out from these, like, just so you can see how these are the best I was able to pick off from this role. That's um, images 39 and 47, respectively. Um, so 39 and 47. Seven, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, so these were the best I was able to pull off these. Um, and uh, yeah, the rest of them were a complete trash fire. Um so yeah, those are those. <laughs> you can just enjoy those for a second. But at least they, you can see, technically more sporty than Rachel's. There's bikes in one of them, and uh, somebody a double exposure of my son jumping, which is about as close as he's ever going to get to jumping. Anyway, so this was um, Friday night. I realised that I had a problem, and uh, I on the Saturday I um, ran the negatives through some bleach um, to try to get the. Um, is it the anti-halation layer on color negs? I think it is. Anyway, um, to get that off them, to see if that helped any more, and it didn't because they were just. I mean, it probably made scanning them slightly easier, but they were still super. Wait, thin. were they? Was it movie film? No, did no, they have like ramjet on it or no? No, it didn't have ramjet, but it just has in um, with color film. The, the bleach step removes the um, anti-halation layer, I think, or, or the something layer. I don't look. I don't know. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I don't. Know. I don't know. I've never developed color film myself. Actually, it's, it's very easy, but um, but I don't know what all of it's about. But anyway, that, that's what the bleach does. So I ran. I had some bleach from my C41, my old C41 kit. So it got rid of that stuff, but didn't. There still just wasn't enough negative there to do, and that combined with the fact that these negatives are so coiled, I went, "Oh, these are just these are just terrible." So uh, I loaded up another roll of film, and yesterday I shot and developed it all in one day, which is unbelievably fast for me. And I was literally still scanning these pictures in when I called Rachel and Mike for this phone call. So these are very much the so these are my entries, Mike. Um, so the other two that are there, the um, where are we? Uh, I can't remember what fun names I got. Oh, 91 and 106. These are the... No, uh, yeah, that's right. Right. No, no. 82 and 91. Whatever. Just find the ones that are left. They're the ones. Uh, <laughs> well, are- I'll, I will tell you this much. Out of the five, which, you know, I guess 
47. Are you saying that's not an official entry? Because that's my favorite of the bunch. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, what can you do? Even my rubbish is great. You know, what, <laughs> when, you're, when you're an artist, that's... <laughs> well, that's my favorite of the bunch because it looks like... I don't know. Uh, it, I don't know if that was taken in the forties or if that was taken. <laughs> it, you know, like is is that's your son? Yes, my youngest son. Yes. It it looks like is he is he wearing suspenders? What's that <laughs> thing on his? What's that thing on his shoulder on his right shoulder? What is that? I I think it's just the clothes he's wearing. Also, I I'm not entirely sure to be honest. Oh, okay. Is it a stripe? I, yeah, because he's, I think because so. it's the double exposure when he's been jumping and his arms are up in the other one. It's like the stripe on the jacket. Yeah, but I think you're because right. of where it's positioned, it looks a bit like suspenders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's to, it's a double exposure, so it's you know, it's kind of it's it's a little it's a little strange. And again, like I I can't tell if this was taken in the 40s or if this was taken a couple of weeks ago. And I, I think that's my favorite one of 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 the whole bunch. But uh, since that's not an entry, let's chuck that one <laughs> <laughs> and go for the ones where he cheated. Uh, where he had not two cheating. Oh my goodness! You have no, but you know what? I'm 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 going to take that as the entry. I'm going to take I'm I, I'm going to say that's the one I like the most because, again, it's just like you know I I don't. I don't I don't know who who this kid is. It makes me think like, okay, well, like what who is he? Where is he? Where's he from? What's he doing? And I just like it when a photograph gives me more questions than answers. And I like that about it. And yeah, it's I mean it's it's grainy as all get out, but that just added to the mystery for me. So, I guess yeah, I guess your rubbish is really good stuff. Greg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's often said. Unfortunately, my really good stuff is rubbish, so you know. <laughs> It all balances out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it works out. Awesome stuff. Well, I mean, you know, you've seen my pictures and Rachel's pictures as well. Now you have to, you have to pick out I of the two of us. I can sense that at least both of us have gone for that element of mystery that Mike <laughs> is um, saying that he enjoys, and you know, we both kind of like. Well, I, I definitely got in there close, and I looked at something that would make him think and you know all these things that he's thrown out there i'm just saying I mean, it was well, unintentional but there you go <laughs> you know if i if i had to pick one i i would probably pick the pictures that aid would have submitted <laughs> so <laughs> no, you, thank you guys it's, no, it's, no, it's no, been no, it's been happening. great no, i'll not talk happening. to you next no, year it's been no. emotional <laughs> no you're not getting away that easy now look come on mike this is easy one some of the pictures Somebody's picture. Wait, so I have to pick one. Okay, yeah, yeah. you know what? I like the I like the I like the nineteen forties kid. That's what yes. I'm, I'm gonna title your picture. <laughs> like, Rach, I mean terrific terrific effort, but like Thanks. this the nineteen yeah. the nineteen forties kid. Just there's yeah. there's there's something about that one. Yes. Get in. There you, you go, guys. Rach. Your picture of a train trying to claim that is uh, justice is served. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like having to pick my. It's like having to pick my favorite child. You guys, have, it would still be me, right? you guys, you guys broke my heart. Just know this. Uh, well, thank you very much for casting your eye over those for us. We will take another very quick break, and then we will be back to wrap up the show, and also a little something else that we're going to just roll straight into. So, back in one second, guys. 
Well, after that very well-judged competition in which the right people won <laughs> and the right people lost, um, we're going to... I'm just glad it wasn't me that lost. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. You were a strong second place, Rach. You, Thank you. A strong second place. Uh, I'm this close to changing my decision. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really doubting. I'm really doubting my decision now. Look, I think the important thing is that it's not about who came first or even who came second. It's all about who was the le who, the her. <laughs> and that's most definitely Aid. So, Aid, congratulations <laughs> on being the biggest loser. Um, we always knew you had it in you. Um, Mike, you wanted to say a little something about the listener entries, didn't you? Yes, yes. I want to give, um, I want to give, uh, Stig and JM Golding, who are the winners of today's Cheap Shot Challenge. Cheap Shots Challenge, uh, some shoot film code gift certificates. So um, have uh, you guys can email me. Uh, the the Sunbeams will send you my information, and you guys can email me, and I'll give you guys uh, $25 gift certificates to shoot film code. That's super awesome and <laughs> super unexpected as well. This is literally a thing that just came up in the last break. So thank you so much, Mike, and congratulations again to our, it turns out, very lucky winners. Who would have thought that there would actually be a good reason for doing this beyond just the fun of it? But thank you so much, Mike. So yes, um, Stig and Jam Golding, we will um, drop you a line and just yeah, get you to get in touch with Mike and get that sorted. Thank you. That's wonderful. Another thing that is going to be a new thing around Cheap Shots Challenge. So in the past, as we mentioned before, this has been a uh, as of when we remember about it and think about it, and we decided. We ain't going to do that no more. Uh, let's get a bit of regularity in here. And also, I'm fed up taking the blame for these lousy choices. I was picking from a box. It wasn't my fault. So, <laughs> to get some more regularity, to keep the fun going, um, and to pass the blame off onto somebody else completely, we are going to get Mike... Or he has actually already made this choice, but Mike has chosen from the box of Holger the Delights. So this is not picked at random... This is his choice from the topics that were left within. Um, the subject for the next round of the Cheap Shots Challenge. Mike, what did you choose? I chose food. Food, glorious food. Food. And I chose that just so everybody knows. I chose that because I feel like that's going to be really hard for a lot of people. So <laughs> that's why I chose that. You'd like to make sure that at least the challenge is at least a challenge, right, Mike? That's, well, yeah, uh, of course. Thanks very course. much. Look, <sighs> at the very least, all those of us who are going, I have nothing to do with sport, almost by definition, are far more likely have to have stuff to do with food. So, um, I did I did decide that actually um, what I could have combined the two, the sport and the food, and just shot an egg and spoon race, and that that would have covered both, both aspects. So, uh, yeah. If That's what I should have done. That. Yeah. If only. Well, so there you go, listeners. We have the new subject. The next cheap shop challenge subject is food. And start the clock. We're going to do this on another two month cycle, which means that you have until the end of May to get your pictures for this one in. Um, that's plenty of time. It's a good time of the year. Crumbs, you've probably got Easter eggs sitting around now just waiting to be photographed. Uh, Given the variety and the wonderfulness of the entries for this one, I cannot wait to see what you guys come up with for food. Um, it's, as, again, a, a good, broad subject. So good luck, everybody. Um, get your entries in. I'm afraid we can't 
can't keep dragging Mike back, so I'm afraid there's no guarantees. In fact, there's almost the opposite <laughs> of guarantee. We can pretty much guarantee that there will be no grand prize next time. But, you know, you never know. You never know what will happen on the Sony 16 podcast, because we <laughs> never know. Um, but that will do us for this week. And for this round of the Cheap Shots Challenge, uh, congratulations again to the listeners. So that's JM Golding, that's Stig, and that's me, baby! Um <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for doing this with us. Thank you for being a wonderful, wonderful judge. So much better than certain other judges I don't like to mention who go by the name of M and do a very bad job. Mike, where can people find you if they haven't already found you? Uh, I'm most active on Instagram, and that is uh, at the Mike Padua. That's at T-H-E-M-I-K-E-P-A-D-U-A. I'm also on Twitter, at Mike Padua. Um, and also the website, uh, shootfilmco.com. Oh, and one last thing for your listeners. If you use the code SUNNY16, that's S-U-N-N-Y-1-6, that um, gets you 20, 20% off of everything. Um, except zines. I'm very sorry. Except <laughs> zines because I pay the creators for those zines, so I can't discount those. So everything else, though, 20% off. That code is like two years old, and it has – Never expired, and it will never expire. You so, are a... um, <laughs> so Aww, you're yeah. such a gent. Thank you, you so legend. much for that. That's uh, wonderful, Mike. We were talking about stock levels earlier because there's something that I remember seeing. Because you you occasionally do um, sponsored adverts on Instagram, so I occasionally see stuff pop up, and I always like them. Which is yours, the only adverts I ever like that are sponsored. But a thing I remember seeing a while ago that I did not act on promptly because it was probably around Christmas time. Do you still have any stock of the Sunny Sixteen um, T-shirts? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely, I, I, I do. In fact, that's it. the least popular one. <laughs> so I've got plenty. <laughs> uh, no, well, I'm, ju- I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, I'll send you guys. I'll send you guys. Oh. I, I'm long overdue on a care package. So Amazing. offline, I'll, I'll get some shirt sizes and stuff, and I'll hook you guys up. Well, thanks. Listeners. And and my um, actually, I have the Cine 16 patch from Mike, if you remember. That's right. That was your that was yes. your eye patch. My you eye patch. Your, my your, eye you got your cyborg situation. eye installed. I know. <laughs> so it was the only the only patch that would do do the job. Yep. So yeah, there we go. Good. I'm I'm honored. I'm honored. <laughs> Listeners, if you haven't checked out Shoot Film Code before, you definitely should. There's just tons of great fun designs not not just like oh here's a thing that announces i'm a film shooter but like really well designed cool stuff that you will want to have on you um as i said pins and badges and t-shirts and all sorts of good stuff and the photo memo book which is just an incredibly useful thing to have around um especially if you're the kind of person like me who forgets what they're doing um or if you're shooting large format or pinhole or stuff like that and you want to keep more detailed notes um it's a great place full of joy and loveliness and um, everyone should go there. Uh, we're done. Um, yes. You can find us. Now I've got to remember where you can find us. You can find us at Sunny <laughs> 16 Podcast at, uh, on Instagram uh, and on Twitter uh, and on Facebook as well. And we're trying to be a bit Indeed. more active on all three of those things um, because we know we're not the best at this, but we're doing our best. Um if you have the time and the inclination to leave us an iTunes review, that would be great and super helpful. It really helps people find us. Um, even if once they found us, they then go, oof, <laughs> no, no, thank you. Um, 
We want to say thank you, as always, to Rach and her lovely band, Rocha, for uh, promises I should have kept, um, which you can find on iTunes and uh, Amazon, Rach. I've been a while. Yes, and Spotify. And Spotify. Um, But before we go, we should also say thank you so much to the listeners again, once again, for for actually taking part and taking the time to get on board with the Cheap Shots Challenge and go out and shoot and actually um, submit their work as well because it's been really fun and wonderful and it's just really nice way of um, kind of getting to share our work, I think, and uh, laugh along with each other about all the things that go wrong, but also those little um, those little moments where we do get it right and uh, and the nice things that can come from that as well. So thanks very much. Yeah, absolutely. You've been great listeners. And and then it's always that's the nice thing about them being cheap shots challenges that um they tend to generate more stories simply because things tend to go wrong more often. So it's <laughs> wonderful. And I'm so impressed with what you all got on what I think was a very difficult challenge. We will be back next week still without aid, who will still be off having a lovely time in Italy. Um but until then, from me and from Mike and from Rachel, it's a very good Good, big, big, good, good, bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, bye. everybody. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Flawless exit. <laughs>